This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Justin Stormstrider of Sargatanis, Prismatic Illusion of Leviathan, and Alex Stryker of Coral. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by introducing the Heidelin wide launch of Lords of Verminion Go. Verminion Go is the hottest game on the handheld Link Pro market, featuring over 100 of your favorite Generation 1 minions, such as the Baby Bun, Pudgy Puck, and Wind Up Moon Brita. Travel to the Aetherites of the world to gather items, collect potions, and challenge dojos. Meet up with friends and trade your pocket minions. Clash against your rivals in epic duels. Hunt for adventure and profit using the Verminion Scanatron. All this and more when you immerse yourself in Lords of Verminion Go. Some features of Lords of Verminion Go will be implemented at a later date. Some of these features include trading, battling, dueling, walking, talking, playing, paying, praying, and neighing. Not all Generation 1 Lords of Verminion minions are available, including but not limited to Heavy Hashling, Poro Robo, and Corporate Kid. Only play Lords of Verminion Go in public areas. Do not trespass while playing Lords of Verminion Go. Do not play Lords of Verminion Go while riding chocobos, operating heavy match tech, or flying airships. Remember to be alert at all times and stay aware of your surroundings. Do not enter dangerous dungeons while playing Lords of Verminion Go. Lords of Verminion Go is not compatible with Google Shard 4. Please upgrade to Google Shard 5 at your local Rowena Wireless today. Shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode 110. Jesus. Thanks for joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Glad to have you along on this Sunday. Let's kick it on over to our Eorzean studios. Nice opening shot there. Uh, If you'd like to join us in the studio, you can do so by uh, hanging out over on Sargentanis. We're in the Goblet Fifth Ward, plot number 30. Please join us if uh, you want to uh, be seen on Limit Break Radio. Um, pretty empty these days. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have to fight very many people for seats in there. You have to fight Nika today, strangely. That is weird. Damn it, Nika. <laughs> she just took a seat in the audience. Doesn't show up to the show, but wow. logs her character on. Interesting choice. To be fair, she never logs out. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, thanks for joining us here on Limit Break Radio. Glad to have you along. If you're listening on the podcast, you can feel free to join us on Sunday, starting at 4 p.m. here on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Excited to have you along today. Uh, we've got a big episode because uh, we've there's this video that has been making the rounds between um i mean it 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 was all over social media for a minute and (laughs) And then then it it wasn't then then it was gone and then it got taken down and then actually some people who are like i don't even i haven't heard anything about a video that's how good square enix has been at keeping this under wraps yeah square enix has actually been uh pretty uh uh, pretty um what is it? i don't i don't it's diligent not, yeah diligent that's that's a good word for vigilant. it. vigilant uh about 
keeping up on uh, making sure that this video doesn't uh, doesn't make its way around. But we got it. We did. Uh, we had the foresight to uh, download it when it was first put up. And Juxta did that. So Square Enix, if you have to take action, it was Juxta. That's right. What? If you have to feel the need to ban a character for That's any right. reason, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Juxtaposition. That's right. On the uh, side I'm of sure this decision server. won't haunt you forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've got the video here today. Um I'll be honest, though, we have struggled with whether or not to show the video in its entirety, to show it at all, uh, or exactly how we should share it with you guys, uh, because no other podcast is talking about this video at all. None of the other FF14 shows are talking about this video. They're all talking about the benchmark. Not the video that, not the dat mind video that the benchmark led from. to. Uh, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. So we're definitely going to talk about it. We're definitely going to walk you guys through it, and we'll we'll share some of it here. <laughs> the chat is the concerned chat. it might be a Stinian <laughs> yeah, again. They're like, not sure if actual video or another LBR stunt. <laughs> Kidding, obviously. It, it's it's definitely a stunt, but it's not fake. I'm a fucking oh. over here. I'm a oh. fucking video. <laughs> or is it? It, it has like the thing is, is that it's it. Ha, I, I'm not going to be surprised if uh, some of you guys, if you pay attention to a lot of FF14 news, uh, I'm sure that uh, some of you have seen this already. Uh, that's not the point. The point is, is that Square Enix clearly doesn't want this to stick around, mm-hmm. but there is stuff to talk about and pick apart and dissect that's as right. we normally do here on the show, and we're going to continue to do that. We're not going to be scared off by the fact that Square Enix doesn't want this video. Video to be seen you can't silence the truth that's right we're definitely gonna go through it here on the air but we just don't know how much we're gonna share just yet so uh we're gonna be talking about that but we're also gonna be taking your calls on skype limit break radio uh 810-515-8715 is the number to call limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you'd like to join us on discord and we hope that you would because uh this is definitely there's some really interesting stuff in here in this video uh so uh we're we're excited to uh be able to uh talk about it and share it a l- at least in in, in in maybe a little bit uh here on the air and uh by the way if we get in trouble we just it, this it, is all your guys's fault that's right <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah. gonna blame well, we're mean, gonna blame you, the audience, it's for not like egging us on. It's yeah. not like we're any stranger to making SC a little upset with us. Ragan says, "Guess the only contact LBR will get from SC will be from their legal department." <laughs> yeah, that I was would, already the case. I wouldn't be surprised if. Well, that were sorry the case. that nobody else has the balls to do it, Ragans. We aren't the heroes you guys deserve, but we're the ones you need. How can you not talk about this video? Like, I honestly, uh, if if you're an FF14 podcast, how do you not talk about this video? This is one of Huge. the most revealing videos that has has come out for Stormblood. And in fact, I, I mean, I understand why Square Enix doesn't want you to talk about maybe it. Maybe no, doesn't necessarily want this out there very much. But the thing is, is it's out there. You Once it's out there, you cannot stop the fact. Can't put the genie back in the bottle. That's right. Or my dick in my pants. That's right. Well, I, um, wait, what? Wait. All uh, right. Theory. You can do something about that. And I please wish you would. Theory. Nika suddenly couldn't be here today so that she has plausible <gasps> deniability when the rest of us get banned. Nika, you chicken shit. Also, she's pregnant and having a baby. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that it? Sorry. Well, I mean, that's part of it. Oh. 
that's canon. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, if if you haven't heard yet, uh, we have started a new project called Checkpoint Radio. This is an actual radio show. And uh, by the way, I want to we we can welcome in two more new cities uh, to to the to the group: Rochester, New York, and uh, San Diego, California. And the the show actually premiered on both of those uh, both of those uh, stations this week. We did it, guys! Yay! Good job! But All right, you see, didn't do anything. What are we talking about? Checkpoint Radio. No, what's he talking about? I don't know. That what we, are you that talking we got about? Into like, first of all, we finally have a good you know time slot on the Eastern Seaboard. But oh, San oh. Diego and, and Rochester Eastern are Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> what are you, a 1930 <laughs> ship captain? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 scurvy but, 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 the decks I swab. San Diego and Rochester, those are those are big areas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both uh, east and west coast coverage in those two cities, which is uh, pretty fucking awesome, I've got to say. And uh, yeah, I, I if if you haven't yet, if you haven't taken the opportunity yet, uh, after this show wraps up, we do a re-airing of. Uh, of Checkpoint Radio here on Most our Twitch stream. episode. That's yep. right. And uh, so Kuki is going to be uh, hosting the stream for that today. Uh, you can also catch that on our Shoutcast server. But uh, we will uh, eventually be putting out on-demand, full on-demand episodes. Uh, th- that's starting this week of Checkpoint Radio. And then on top of that, we've also got the Checkpoint Podcast, which premiered this week. If you're subscribed to the LBR Podcast Network, then this has already showed up on your feed. Uh, if you haven't downloaded it, downloaded it yet, go ahead and uh, download that. Um, but we would also like to encourage everyone to go and subscribe to the actual feed on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you find your podcasts and if you do use Apple Music or iTunes whatever you want to call it uh, leave us a little bit of a review because it will help other people find the show and uh, the big deal with Checkpoint being that it's on Westwood One we really want to show them that we've put together a strong product here and uh, that our fans are enthusiastic and uh, want to want to listen to the things that we put out so uh, you can help us just by hitting that download uh download button and uh checking out the show so uh the checkpoint podcast is kind of going to serve as like our uh it, it it's going to fit into the lbr podcast network as like the checkpoint portion of the show we're going to give you updates about what's on the show that week uh give you a little bit of our opinion about each one of the each one of the talking points that we went over and then uh give you an additional conversation to be found on the podcast so uh starting this week that's what you can find on the checkpoint radio podcast if you find it on your feed download it if you don't go seek it out checkpointradio.com is how you find it um so uh thank you to everyone who has been checking that out and who has been giving us such awesome feedback for that uh and the the way that we have this opportunity in front of us now is because of your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio and uh i really want to thank everyone who has been so supportive over at our patreon page you guys ensure the quality of this show you guys ensure the quality of final encounter cast and you gave us the opportunity
opportunity to be able to to, to pursue something like checkpoint and uh, hopefully that will end up giving us uh, enough returns where we're going to be able to continue to build on the content that you guys already enjoy um, all of all of our efforts to expand financially are always efforts to expand the business model and never really to line our own personal pockets that's never been something that that we have um, you know that, that that we've really allowed for ourselves uh, you know we we pay ourselves I, I, I insist on paying all of these uh, very talented folks for their effort for their time except and Scrow. for their t- talent except for Scro. yeah Scrow doesn't it's because he doesn't have any talent that's right uh, we, we we are a merit based pay system and because <laughs> he has no merit he gets no pay yeah um, <laughs> so uh, and and the thing is is that uh, we've we've worked uh, very very hard on uh, very very minor margins to be able to take opportunities like checkpoint radio and make them a reality and we're hoping that that's going to end up giving us more opportunities and more resources moving forward but if you want to be a solution to how does limit break radio continue to do shows and continue to produce the epic content that they do week over week then you can do that by giving a dollar or more set your monthly uh, pledge amount over at patreon.com slash limit break radio we want to thank all of the lb army members that have already done that uh Kahlo's postcards from eorzea is a 20 dollar a month pledge uh Kahlo, do you have an update for this please tell me you have an update yeah for yeah the oh, good. uh the uh the the, they've been sent out yes the most recent one has been sent out it is uh bach our demon piano player that you the, see in the, the back penis. of the uh, <laughs> that you see in the back did you the, call uh, him the penis the penis uh, oh penis yeah yeah that's, that's in the back of our studio there uh apple nectar who's been a long time i'll listen to the show is our artist for this next set and awesome. uh she did uh she did a great job with one this one there's even um a makote butt in it so Oh, what? Yeah, there's a Makote butt in it. That'll be a hot seller. Yeah, right? There you go. Mm, spoilers. Uh, where can they see the art? Can they see a preview of the art? Um, I'm pretty sure that I sent a preview with our little watermark over top of it to Kooky. So that would be on Kooky at this point. Okay, so. Kooky, get to work. If it's not, if you, if you, if it's not there yet, at some point, you're going to be able to go over to Facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio, Twitter.com slash Limit Break Radio. Get back to work, slaves. And be able to. Uh, uh, check out a preview of that. Uh, of course, that's $20 a month over at patreon.com slash limit break radio to get our exclusive uh, exclusive uh, postcards from Eorzea. And uh, who's going to be next for May, man? I haven't decided yet. I'm going to have to talk with Apple and see how far she is along on them. But I'm thinking that it's either going to be Pops or Scuro. Yeah. I mean, Pops is cool. No, the, the Scurra one, I promise it's going to be more than humiliating. Uh, it's not going to be weird, though. Oh, it's going to be super weird. Oh, it's going to... Um. It's going to be super weird and humiliating. I mean... That thing's going to haunt him. Like, people are going to come up and ask him to autograph it, and he's going to feel shame. Whatever whatever it is, mm-hmm. it needs to be his avatar for everything. Does Scurra feel shame? Oh, he will after this. I promise you. Mm. I've just never That's seen a good any question. hint of it. Yeah, it is a good question. I mean, 
I wondered myself for a while, and then we we got to Vegas and we had the party, uh, and that confirmed okay. no, he doesn't. Well, do you remember the he time he put the dildo in his mouth? Do you remember <laughs> the time that he confirmed the Darth Jar Jar theory? He felt a lot of shame for that. Fair, he did. I, he I don't know that, that, that. I don't know that was shame. I think that was just embarrassment that he had been caught. That's all. Mm-hmm. I've got about a thousand memories of your dumb little ass, and about six of them are pleasant. That's true. Just I'd say it. no. On six, average, six is a lot. Okay. You're right. That's being generous. All right. How about this? The next one will be either uh, Senpai or Pops. Okay. okay. All right. That's good. And then they get screw anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> Six weeks are remaining Woo! until the release of Stormblood. We're Who's closing hype? in. We're closing in. And, finally. And I'd like to Less point out. Less than two months. It's about time. I'd like to point out that we've been fucking killing it with our shows, too. I know. I know. I mean, last week's interview. I gotta say, get hype. <laughs> such that was that was such a, a good get. Donation bomb on news. Oh, oh what? Sevo Kevo. What, what did it say? Donation bomb on news. He, he tried, trying to time it he was, out. He was trying to hit the to news fair, intro. I, I thought no. you were getting ready to go into news. I thought you were getting ready to go into the news. Also, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Good try. Good, good try. try. Didn't get it though. Um. Anyway, um, spe- speaking of the interview from last week, though, I've been looking at some reviews, and uh, please look forward to it. Radio says uh, the Estonian interview that LBR did uh, is likened to ear rape. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. a little hard. There, there was some legit <laughs> good luck ever getting. Squ- <laughs> good luck ever getting anyone official from Final Fantasy XIV on your show. Please look forward to it. Radio. <laughs> there there was some, some vitriol in the chat. Oh, yeah, some people might have been was. a little mad. A little bit. Uh, all right, let's check out what's going on in FF14 News. This is a limit-breaking news update. Yeah, that's right. I always keep you guessing. Never know when it's going to come. Who is this weird Lala in front of Juxta here? Whoa! Wow. That Lala's going to crotch all over your face. Yeah. Kids know dick. Uh, You know dick. (laughs) After this, close encounter of the Lala kind. Seriously. Jeez. I hope you enjoy your lollipop there. Uh... It really is. You have nothing to say back to this? Well, what can I do? I can't, like, it's not like I can move away. <laughs> Got to take a look at the pre-order bonuses for Stormblood this week, including the uh, Red Mage Minion. Yay! Yay! Alamegan Earrings. Yay! And a PlayStation Store theme. That's, Why? That, this that's is actually... the worst pre-order bonus ever. What? What? Actually, the theme? The theme's not that bad. The theme is actually really cool. It's actually it's pretty cool. Kind of considering ordering the the uh, Stormblood for a PlayStation 4 to get that theme because it's pretty cool. It's animated and like does cool. Yeah, things. I mean, I guess, but just uh, just seems. I don't know. I like earrings. Oh yeah, earrings. Is oh terrible. yeah, yeah. Now the earrings. I, I I can't even tell what the earrings are supposed to look like. They're just like okay, yeah, they're Alamegan earrings, but why are they Alamegan earrings? What makes them Alamegan? Yeah, there's a like little crest on them. It looks like a wyvern on it. No, it doesn't. Shut up. Uh, 
It kind of does. I don't think it does. I, 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 to be fair, I, I mean, that could be the inside of a rectum for all I know. I have no idea. It I, looks just like a gray blob. I feel like the only good thing about the pre-ordering is the Red Mage minion, especially for anyone, you know, going into Stormblood who wants to play Red Mage. If they want that minion for themselves, Okay, you okay guys, pre-order. guys, it's a pre-order bonus. So it's not like you're going to get something really cool. You're going to buy the game anyway, so you might as well just yeah. pre-order it. I, yeah. I don't know, dude. There are still a lot of people that get super butthurt over the fact that they can't get the Kate Sith minion because it was a pre-order bonus okay. for A Realm Reborn. So there you go. So fucking pre-order. So yeah. all you need is like just one really good minion or mount or something. I think that maybe, maybe that's yeah. it. The fact there isn't a mount. Hmm. Did you was get a mount? a mount for Heaven's Word? Maybe not for um, pre-ordering. Wait, wasn't it the Goo No, that was for playing 1.0. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't think there was. A I, don't think there was. was. No. I don't think there was, yeah. Um. By the way, so uh, Tokyo Tower for one night was turned into the Crystal Tower. Did you guys check that out? Cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Let me uh, let me get this on screen for you guys. But uh, I know that they had set up it. They like opened a shop at the base of it that sold like exclusive goods. No, nah, really? Like, like Final Fantasy related what? stuff. Yeah. What was there? <laughs> Thanks. Just just what the article said. There were exclusive goods. They didn't give me a list. Yeah. Here we go. We, we can uh, take a look at that. Um, Really, this is just changing the color of the lights. Yeah. I mean, it's not I that was kind of lame. it's not that big of a deal. And then there was, I guess, swag that you could buy too. But I mean, Final Fantasy showing that it's really going all out for the 30th anniversary. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I think that uh, this is this is kind of a cool a cool little thing to do. Yeah. See, there's the goods. Yeah. There it is. There's a whole wall there's full like of plushies uh, and yeah. stuff. Obviously. Yeah. It's like your traditional. Square Enix the po- merch. The poster's actually kind of cool looking. That's not bad. I don't know. It's all right. Um, I'd but, be excited about it if it had happened here, I guess. Well, oh, what? You didn't want to fly all the way over to uh, Japan for this? Not for that, no. I mean, it is sort of like one of those things like uh, at the auto show where they projected the bat signal under the side of uh, of uh, uh, the Renaissance the Center. The GM Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Actually, last weekend when me and Juxta were leaving, it was super, super foggy out, and it made the GM Center look like it was out of Gotham. Yeah, I, I mean, not a bad place to try to, you know, kind of like halfway model into Gotham. Like, that's not... That, they definitely kind of had the right idea going there. Um, same thing here with the Tokyo Tower. Just, you know, kind of cute. Um, there was a uh, developer blog storming the dungeons... And uh, w- they basically just want to let us know that their developers are testing the dungeons. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. We kind of figured that you would. We hope that. We hope that you would. <laughs> Is that a special? <laughs> That's a special event. Well, we Yoshi have- comes in and he's like, I need four of you. We're actually going to test the dungeons this time. We're going to make a big deal about us. I think we're doing work. I mean, we did get to see a little yeah, yeah, bit of a preview. You know what this is after is after the video was leaked. Did this come after that? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah. 5-4-2017. It sure did. Ah, so yeah. this might be like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff thing. Don't, don't go looking for that video. It's <laughs> Although, I, here in these I, screenshots. I'm, I mean, the first screenshot, yes, that there is definitely some overlap with the video that we'll take a look at. Um, they also mentioned Asuna and Cleric Stanch, something, something, redacted, something, something. Yeah. So, Everyone's being like, oh, a cleric stance and Asuna are getting removed. 
no, you idiots. They're just going to be moved to the role specific abilities or streamlined in some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also got to take a look at uh, two zones here that were not featured anywhere in the uh, the um, uh, the video that we're, we'll take a look at in a little bit. Uh, oh, that first one. That yeah, that first one. I'm not sure what's going on with with the flags being tied between rocks, but it kind of looks like a chocobo racetrack. It does. It oh. does. It kind of reminds me sort of calm lands landsish sort of too. Yeah. Or maybe uh, someone's doing their laundry. Shut up. That could be it too. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that one. And then of course we get kind of what you would assume. I I, I look at this. I, hey. I look at it and I assume automatically that that's a dungeon. Yeah. I don't. I don't see the other two necessarily as dungeons. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I, if somebody told me they were, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." Um, I look at it and I feel like I just fought Alexander there. Yeah, what, blue Alexander. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. man, lighting is just slightly different. That's that's only about it. Shade it down a bit. Uh, there you go. That was the uh, developer r- developer blog. Um, and uh, we also got a another developer blog release the d yeah release the d thank you thanks for did, could you have even like tried to make that into a joke that like you just that's just the only thing i can see from this this angle <laughs> release the d or cock yeah you thank go. you for that i was gonna say with all the drops you have relating to penises it took you that long and basically we're getting the the d mark instead of a prime b prime c prime <laughs> that's right oh well, that's disappointing. <laughs> Square Enix is giving us the D, guys. Well, why should this expansion be any different? I don't know. Also, cup noodles. Because <laughs> why? Because <laughs> why? <laughs> to show that the developers are eating. Okay. I highly recommend trying out the curry-flavored cup noodle if you ever have the chance, according to them. So, Square Enix has been doing a thing on... Instagram, Instagram right? yeah. I, I don't know if they're trying to increase their Instagram profile or what, um, but they have been going and uh, progressively releasing, uh, you know, piece by piece, a promo image for Stormblood. We're going to take a look at the what is what exists of the image thus far. There's there's still two days. Oh, two, one day. Actually. One day. Yeah, it looks, it looks like one day. Yeah. Uh, still one day that uh, that needs to be completed. SC gives us the D better than that Lala giving Juxta the D. Fair enough. Hmm. That Lala was really giving you the D pretty good. But now you have gonorrhea. No, I think you have gonorrhea. Yeah, you definitely have gonorrhea now. So let's take a look, a closer look at at this still here. Um, I feel like this probably has some Easter eggs. Juxta must love Mr. Face's D in the game right now. Holy crap. Oh my God. That's 10,000. 10,000 bits. A lot of, that's a lot of bits. Maximum Th- bit. Thank you, Savo. Yeah, wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that animation. I haven't yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. one either. Red. I kind of want to want to go there for a second. Um, so, uh, yeah, taking a look at this image, I feel like they do uh, hide some Easter mm-hmm. eggs in, in these, specifically these images. Yeah, because this, this is more than just like a strategy meeting. I think it was uh, Jux behind the scenes pointed out that it kind of seems like they're playing some type of like tabletop game. It does. Okay. Knights and knaves. We can start there. Knights and knaves. Shut up. That's your own fucking headcanon, right? Isn't it? You think so, do you? Is it? Apparently, you don't walk around Ishgard listening to random commoners 
speech bubbles. No, you're I, correct. I don't do that. You're absolutely right. I don't do that. You RP freak. Yeah, God, go well, back to Balmung where you belong. Dirty. It's not Balmung. It's just walking around listening to people. It's more creeper than Balmung. Oh, see, well. Juxta. <laughs> okay, fair enough. See, right. Astinian was right. Juxta is a dirty birdie. <laughs> Telling you. That guy, that guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Wet the beak. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, it, there does seem to be some kind of uh, board game that's going on here in the center. So maybe this is going to be the Lords of Dominion equivalent for uh, Stormblood, but hopefully it'll be good. Uh, how? Or I don't know. What if it's that one thing from 1.0? What one thing? Um, you had to give us more than that. Yeah, that awful system where you it was like a you fate to give us a bit that more like than took that. three days to do par- Hamlet par- par- Hamlet defense. Hamlet? No, what? Carlet is saying parlay is coming back. Parlay. Parlay. I have no idea. I don't. Anyway, uh, so we have uh, on this side of the table. Um, the awful, awful combination of two Lalas and an Ora, who is a bard. Well, Ora is hot, though. Are we? Getting, I mean, are, yes, but they're insufferable. So. Like harp. I mean, yeah. That's be, a harp to, bow. Okay, we've had those. Fair, Anero. You think everything's insufferable? Okay, yeah. That's. I guess that's kind of fair. Uh, we've got the uh, lancer over here. Uh, it, that looks like. Uh, some some newer design gear ish. Not really. No, no, no. no. You're wrong. The Variation. weapon maybe, but the, the weapon for sure. Yeah. Okay, but look behind the lancer in the tent next to the chocobo, like inside that tent way back there. Color may strange, but because it's be- next to the lancer, could that possibly be a wyvern pet? Kill yourself. <laughs> God. I really had no idea where he was going with that. I think you're right, Juxta. I, I totally see it. I maybe totally got, see it's it. It's got the mouth, or maybe it's yeah. a butt, or it's the limb. <laughs> but <laughs> it really could be. It has, it has a... Wyverns now have cloacas, except they don't just serve as genitals and the way that you poop. It is also their mouths as well. It's just all one orifice. Ooh, Everything goes not? in and out. I was unaware that they pooped through those. I just thought I was for fucking. Oh my Jesus! <laughs> anyway, uh, so we've got uh, we've got the Makote uh, sitting next to the uh, Lancer. Clearly, clearly a red mage. Yeah, and I mean, what or, makes or you maybe what makes you say that? It's red. <laughs> that blue thing right there—that could be like the little crystally thing they hold in their hands. I don't think that any of that's right. No, no, it's a Mikote. No. I mean, with white hair. <laughs> And that makes it a red mage somehow? Yeah, because he was uh, the red mage in the little trailer thing was a Mikote with white hair. So the the little side braid and that pose sitting on the table screams Naja Salahim to me, and it's uh, bugging me. Ka- Kaze says, guys, it's drawn in the Final Fantasy Tactics art, so this is probably a reference to Ivelisse. Maybe we're planning out our uh, our advance into Ivelisse here. Uh, I know all of the art is remarkably similar to one another. I mean, yeah, it may. I'm, everything is sort of slightly tactics influenced. I mean, look at the art book. If you if you have, if you've ever sat down and, and leafed your way through the uh, FF14 art book, you'll see it there. I mean, this this style does not deviate from what is in that already. Yeah, so. most FF art's usually pretty. Um, we've got uh, this sort of 
bookish uh, scholar over nerd. here. Um, weird, weird armor though. I mean, the armor on the outside sort of looked like blue magey. Yeah, but she's got a like a collared shirt and a tie and a tie on. on. And yeah, tie. what is that? Yeah, like scholar. Yeah, she's got like the fucking like like uh, Lord Dark helmet from the neck down with a weird ass tie. <laughs> oh my god! Can we can we tell where the uh, the location is? Someone's saying that, it, that 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 that's Ralgar's reach outside there. It could be. I mean, yeah. you've got the it high walls. Like, yeah, I could see be a it. Billion places. It could be. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty nondescript tent. <laughs> it's a tent city. We don't even see the Aetherite. Like in in other in uh, in in other concept sketches. And now, now keep in mind. I mean, you know, when we when you break down the uh, concept sketches from like 1.0, mm-hmm. you had uh, you had like uh, the the one kid who has the the horns in there, the seed seer, uh, and uh, people thought that that was going to be a playable mm-hmm. race when that first came out. So I mean, you know, well, Relic, theorizing is just that. It's Re- Relic says that the post actually asks, "Have you guessed where they are?" Which could indicate that the location actually is important and plays some relevance to something or other. Mm-hmm. Could be. I'm going to guess Ralgar's mm-hmm. Reach just because of the high walls and the tent encampment. Okay, but hold on. On the tents in the background, they got those weird, like, mm-hmm. ball-looking things. Kind of like where, I don't know, I guess, Middle Eastern places would. I think of, like, Aladdin. Like, in the... Uh, it the, does. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of, like, Odd Oregon yeah, influence from Eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see that. I don't know if that's an indication of where it is, necessarily, on the map. But hmm. I, if I had to guess, I would say Ralgar's Reach. Um, that blue uh, clothed purse is clearly a Viera. No, what? I was just speaking from every moron on Facebook that thinks that that person is at a Viera. I'm oh, sorry because, because you can't see the the ears yet. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. Oh. Yeah, she's got the straight shut up- the fuck up. And because like and the if, tail is kind of curved, and if they that, are an Evilies, <laughs> that's going to be the final nail in the coffin. Oh my god, you guys just upset a Nero so much. <laughs> She's got so the straight much. up Mikote tattoos on the side he, of her face. He is double face palming out of here. Double face palm. Get the. F- are you fucking kidding me? It makes so much sense though that that'd be the last thing they reveal. No, it that that literally makes no sense. And if you believe it, you're a fucking idiot. If it's true, will you vomit? It's not true. I I <laughs> I, I would put any I would put anything on it. Anything? I, anything. It's not. That's okay. that's a Makote. Uh, if that is a Vieira, will you suck Escalia's <laughs> dick? No. No. Wow, you went that Why would you, I gotta why go is straight that, there? Why is that something that you want to see? I didn't say I want to see, I decided would you do it? You, you took you made this weird. You took it to a weird place. Good job. Do you not want to be I, you're, weird now? Place? You're the weirdo. See, I was just going to make a bet where one of us had to level a job we'd never level, but you fucked that up. Yeah. Oh, way to go, weirdo. You just you made you made the whole thing weird. Take off your clothes. <laughs> no, and, and stop weird. asking. <laughs> not going to take off my clothes. Um, please no i like that people, i like that people in the in the chat here are trying to justify why that's not a viera using in-game things like that is a makote specific haircut so there's no way they'd put it on a <laughs> on a viera that's not even in the game malkyria shut the fuck up yeah did you not you did not realize that uh viera and makote are going to share hairstyles makiria use your oh. head uh, it, that is the dumbest theory that I've ever heard. Um, so anyway, 
Uh, I think I think that's the bulk of uh, it's also probably theory crafting a, that we a, can a dark night. I mean, yeah, you can't see it all. I, I actually, I mean, I would think that it may be a paladin because that looks like a shield on his back. That's what I'm going to say. It could be a sword. Mm, I, could you know be. what? I, mean, I really hope I that's a Viera it, because it looks like she's the one doing the talking, like she's pointing to something. Like they came to Evilis, she's their guide, and she's like telling him about stuff. Can we? I'm sold. Can I'm we sold. stop? Can we sold. stop? I, I just, I need to not remember that Evilis is going to be a setting. <laughs> Coming up in Stormblood. <laughs> Is that ruining things for you? A little bit. We're going to Ivalice. I, I the know The land that. without noses. <laughs> what? In Final Fantasy Tactics, like all the art, nobody, that, nobody right. has that any noses. That is true. That's that is true. true. Yep. So yeah. clearly this image is not from Ivalice because they all have noses. All right. Debunked. I gotcha. Debunked. Yep. Sorry. Uh, so uh, real quick, um, before, we, uh, before we move on here, um, apparently... According to uh, some guy, someone on on Twitter named uh, Avalon Star, uh, that FF14 channels were being raided by 4chan Reddit. Really? Uh, earlier this week? Yeah. Why says, would they oh. care about 14? If you're streaming FF14 or talk shows, there have been multiple reports of people being hit by 4chan slash Reddit raids. Protect yourself. All right. Well, first of all, Mr. Avalon Star. We're Limit Rig Radio. We've defeated Reddit on multiple occasions so far. That's we are right. Not afraid. That's right. I, I, that said, it, how like how many views does an FF14 channel have right now that it's worth rating? <laughs> that's what I don't understand. Hey, those 27 people who are watching Final Fantasy 14 right now will be very disturbed. I well, I just I I don't know. I feel a little bit left out. I mean, All right. we didn't get rated. I know. I'm a little sad. I'm a little. C- Kooky, look, normally I don't tell you how to do your job because you're doing it very well, but you're using, like, backslashes and forward slashes, and I need you to commit to one and do it, please. Thank you. Only forward slashes, only idiots use backslashes, please. Listen, I, I just... I, I have to I have to be honest, I, 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 I know that our trolls have tried pretty hard <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Hard, okay. But... I don't know. I just, I'm a little, I'm, I feel a little bit slighted by this. They're player haters. They are player haters. <laughs> bummed out, guys. <laughs> guys, I'm bummed out. I am. Guys. He's the only person I know who gets upset that trolls don't attack him. I know. Because we don't get good ones. I know. That's the thing is that we never get good ones. Here's the, here's the thing. How many good trolls are there really? There's, I know of one group now in Elite Dangerous and that's kind of it. Excuse you. Goon, goon squad's usually pretty good at trolling, right? I'm sitting right here, you guys. I stand by it. You yeah. used to be a good troll, but mm. you, you're a has-been. It's, it's like ever since he actually became a real host, yeah. his, his troll quality just dropped. I'm just kind of, yeah, I just don't understand what what for, what Bone 4chan had to pick with. With Final Fantasy 14. That's right. Who 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 said who said something to piss 4chan off? Notorious BLT says, "Listen, I love you guys, but don't fuck with 4chan. Those guys are crazy." I'm I'm no, I I I I, I want to know what set them off. What 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 provoked them to get involved with FF14? I know it's not. I mean, come on. We're obviously the biggest motivating force in Final Fantasy 14, and if we didn't do it, like who else would have spurred something like that on? I know. It's I'm it's it's a little bit of a bummer, I gotta say. It's a little bit of a bummer. But again, you know, this is this is why you know this show is like Teflon. 
no no one fucks with it i mean there was a nero is trump and it was just come on god that was so bad it was such a it was such a sad attempt and i mean it was on its like fifth week too oh and put up with that shit for five weeks and through that whole time and it never changed it was it was the same 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 shit over and over again we actively encouraged him to try harder and that was the thing is that you know like yeah i i think in the end it was just like we we ended up we ended up nuking Aniro as Trump be- just because he was a bad troll. Like, yeah, he was an yeah. uninspired, boring troll. We told him to try harder, so he turned the caps lock on. Right. Stop, I mean, stop using that shift key. But I, I, I really want to know, what is it that set 4chan off? Did did someone defend a girl uh, from the <laughs> FF14 community? Did someone did someone try to defend a minority? What What happened? Maybe that's why we're okay, because we make fun of everyone. Maybe. I mean, that's the thing, is that 4chan never, and I mean never, picks on anyone who can defend themselves. Hmm. I think that's the saddest part of it, is that they never pick on anyone who can fight back, who can fucking hit back. It's always, it's always people who they think they can get one up on. That's a... Uh, to me, that's the sign of a bad troll. That puts you in the territor- territory of a Nero is Trump. A Nero is Trump just broke on on our willingness to to you know fuck around with it, and eventually he ended up caving. None of these guys, none of these 4chan guys would even bother. They'd come here and they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, do we I, I kind of get this. Do we even remember the last time we had a decent troll? Guild ERP. ERP. Yeah, it might have been back in the guild work days. Toilet ERP. Toilet ERP. Uh, yeah, Toilet yeah, ERP. Yeah, yeah. Toilet ERP. Uh, Good times. Speaking uh, of which, by the way, um, Juxta, I wanted to talk to you about this. About about toilet ERP? Finally. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My dreams have come true. No. I, I wanted Emphasis to, on come. Um because you had mentioned guild work, um, and and that was the last time that uh, we had had a good troll, but you had made <laughs> you had made this v- interesting Venn diagram. Okay, well hold on. Before that made it that made its way around. Don't don't the, give the, him credit for the that. idea was mine, but Kooky put in all the work. Okay. I mean, I, I mostly was the brains behind it, but Kooky did all the legwork and made it look good because I couldn't do that. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so uh, here we've got the uh, Venn diagram of FF14 podcasts and shows. Mm-hmm. Can, you, uh, can you explain to us? Uh, I mean, you, you are a resident accountant, so when it comes to scientific things like this, you know, you're, you're the professor. I mean, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you think science and accounting are like, Connected or related somehow? They're both stupid things. So More can you, can importantly, you explain do you this think Venn- scientific is a word? It is now. Can you explain this uh, Venn diagram to us? Scientifical. All right. Well, scientifically, uh, it's got the three circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's entertaining. Uh, one is informative. Uh-huh. And the last one is good. Can well, you can you clarify yeah, what, is good, what exactly. good means? Yeah. Because I don't think we're the good guys. We're like you. We're like the no, bad boys. No, no, like that. production values. Like how good it actually sounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, like I, think, how- I think what I was trying to hint at is you can have a show that's informative and is still unbearable to listen. Oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. sure. Like all the other ones. So <laughs> no, clearly not. I mean, if you look at the diagram, it's all over the place. I mean, yeah, yeah we we share space with uh, Musecast. That's not one that I know. Musecast. That, that's one I learned when I was uh, creating the 
the thought process behind this. Uh, apparently, they, they're an exclusive RP podcast. So yeah. the reason I put them under entertaining and good was because they actually like sounded good. They had guests all the time on their show, huh. and the guests sounded good. So it was like a really good sounding podcast, and it was really um, so entertaining for some people. Not only do we share a circle, we actually share a specific overlap with a podcast dedicated to role-playing. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask about that because I saw this come out and I know who Musecast is. Oh, I'm just like, of course you I'm do. I'm like, that's interesting <laughs> that you'd put them in the same spot as us. Well, no, Clearly, see, a Nero did not make this. No, well, okay, see, that's the thing. Like, just because, like, we're obviously the opposite of each other, right? But, sure. But content-wise, we're the opposite. But in reality, we're a lot closer than you think because we obviously have lots of production value and we're very entertaining. People who like ERP would enjoy the MuseCast. Specifically and ERP. Of, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think any so RP. They're, ERP. Gen, they're more general RP, not ERP, but okay. Sorry, whenever I say no, RP. That was that, a, that, no, that, that was accurate. That, that was accurate. Just keep going with it. Okay, right. So, but yeah, I mean, we're basically two peas in a pod. Just one, one pea is like rotten, distorted, and corrupted, and the other one... Now Lloyd in our chat room brings up a really good question. Why isn't LBR in the middle? Because we're not informative, you idiots. That's right. What kind of information do we bring to you? Yeah, Jesus. we regularly tell you guys we are not a news program. Yeah, you're not, not really. Not what you're here for. You're not. This is not uh, designed to be taken seriously. Yeah, and actually, uh, the only problem I have with this is that the bl- the center is supposed to be like a black hole of nothingness because nothing can ever be these three. You have to pick two of them at most. Some of them don't even get that. Like Aetherite Radio, not entertaining, not good. They just have information. Jesus. Damn. All right, you know what? Since, Damn. Since you went there, I, I want to point Just out that my favorite like fallout or reply to this whole thing was Cause, how... Because, by the way, people immediately assume we're talking shit. Oh, absolutely. Which, which when you actually look at it, you're like, okay, no, most of this you can actually justify. Like, like most, think, it wasn't, it wasn't it. arbitrary where the placement was. We thought about yeah. this. And we, and I yeah. think, and I think we also gave ourselves a fair placement in it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, when this first came out, one of the first people to reply to it on Twitter was our friend Fusion Y. Of that's, course. That's being mm-hmm. kind of generous. Yep. Not really friendly. And he just, he seemed very passive aggressive and he's like, what does good mean? <laughs> And, and I think it was Kooky who was replying to him. She's like, it refers to the quality of the show. He's like, like well. production. Yeah, yeah. Like what you said, which I think, yeah, we definitely have the, some of the best production in the biz. And uh, he seemed like, you know, well, how come quality, which is like, you know, an actual thing where the other two are kind of uh, genres, you know? And yeah. Kooky's just like, so let's keep it good then. <laughs> just, just something about him seemed a little butthurt. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm, don't, just a bit. Don't, I like. Don't worry, Fusion. You're good. I like good, how buddy. the closest one, the closest logo that gets to the center, that all coveted center, is actually the most appropriate, which is Ethis Asher. Yeah, Ethis mm-hmm. Asher. If you look, is the closest. I mean, because I even think. A, a corner of his is touching that center the part that's the, 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 is <laughs> Just touching. the tip. And and the thing is, is I think that that's totally justified. I think it's yeah. legit. If if so, if we were going to give the center spot to someone, which we're not, because that's I, a black hole, you can't be there. But I you think, die. yeah, Ethis's show die. is about as close as you get to hitting yeah. all three of the points. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, if he wasn't uh, Australian, he might actually be able to get in there. <laughs> He's not anymore. He lives here now. He still has the accent. <laughs> Actually, told, holding you back, buddy. Just saying. And I actually have a, a one issue with the the Venn diagram as a whole is 
I would move uh, move stay of the realm to hang out with Aetherite Radio because I listened to the most recent episode and like Happy is super quiet, but all of his guests are super loud and there's long pauses and stuff. I mean, it's like you're not you're not good anymore. Ooh. You need to you got to go into Ooh. you got to go to Aetherite no, Radio. You know, territory. he did just have that email interview with Yoship. I think they peaked. You think so? I think so. They yeah. peaked earlier than that. <laughs> But but when we were on the show, I would say here's the problem: is they've had <laughs> they've had us on the show before, so uh, that, that was a reverse peak. That was the valley. <laughs> um. So they yeah, no. Out. Look, this was just a little bit of fun from us uh, to uh, I don't know to just throw some to, to get some content out there. Yeah. Talk a little bit. Have Nobody some else fun. is doing it. Hey. Expand our social media profile, and people know. learned about new shows. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Actually, nobody knew but that sequence break existed. That's the blue one and entertaining because they're you know not informative or good <laughs> damn <laughs> juxta just throwing all kinds of shit See, here's today. what happened is i called him a has-been earlier as a troll and now he's trying to step up is that what it is has you, been you feel- no oh, f- okay for starters use your fucking time logic because this happened like on time Monday. logic yeah is that like bird law <laughs> <laughs> Is time logic anything like bird law? <laughs> Hold on, I'm sure I'm sure he has a very scientific explanation for what time logic is. Oh, Juxta. good, yes, more scientific explanations. The floor is yours, Jesus. It's clearly logic that exists within the realm of time. Duh. There's many kinds of logic, like math logic, food logic. Like, don't eat where you shit. Food logic. <laughs> time logic is under the same principle. That's food logic? Oh, God. You know <laughs> what? Not? I think that's hygiene Do I need logic. to become a logic teacher? Because I'm sure that Juxta has never walked in to take a shit while, like, eating popcorn or, like, a snack or something. <laughs> well, I said it's logic. <laughs> you don't always follow the rules of logic. <laughs> don't, all, don't eat where you shit. Food logic. <laughs> like, I can, I, I, it, it just makes sense to me that he's sitting there and he's like, shit goes out, candy goes in, shit goes out, candy goes in. No, what I think it was, you know, it, how, you know how he learned this lesson? He was eating burritos on the toilet and it only takes one little bit of hot sauce to get on your Jimmy to learn that that's not an appropriate place to be eating burritos. To get on your Jimmy. <laughs> Is that it? Did you get hot sauce on your penis? It burns sometimes. It does. Jackson, do you eat hot sauce? Sometimes. Oh, no. Not when I'm eating burritos, but uh, quesadillas. What he, the problem he has, because he actually has a giant container of Burger King, uh, what Excuse kind of hot mustard from McDonald's. Sorry, the hot mustard from McDonald's. He just has like a bucket of the packets. Why? And hold on, hold on. When we go to McDonald's, he gets more. He gets as much as he can and adds to the bucket. We actually went through once and he's like, I need like 10 packets of this. And the lady gives him this look and I, I really want to be like, I don't know him, but I'm in the car with him. Like I would have had to really commit to that and be like, he's kidnapping me. Please call the police. What do you do with 10 packets of hot mustard? He adds them to the bucket in case they ever stop making them. He's Which avoiding, they did before. He's avoiding the Szechuan chicken yeah, sauce. God, God forbid. Yeah, God forbid we have a repeat of the Szechuan chicken sauce. And you know what? You go to Burger King who has better nuggets than McDonald's. You want some McDonald's hot mustard to go with it. It makes sense. <laughs> this is food logic. <laughs> food logic. Stock up on your good condiments so you can have it with good food. The worst thing is I have seen him eat the hot mustard sauce just the sauce oh! no <laughs> no you're hungry 
go get a snack juxta hashtag mute juxta. <laughs> oh, that is so gross. Like he just opens it up and licks it out. It's like oh. a, it's like a money shot of hot mustard. <laughs> Oh! Before people knew I did that, I would like bet people be like, "Hey, if I eat this thing, how much? Would you give me five bucks?" Like, sure. I'm like, sucker, five bucks. That is fucking disgusting. Have you tried the hot mustard? Absolutely not. It's so good. Wait, who's your idiot friend giving you five dollars for a packet of hot mustard? Yeah, the schlump. <laughs> oh god! Oh wow! Oh what blast a- from the past! <laughs> Jesus. It's all we gotta say. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, I think that's is that that's it for Ever fourteen news. Yeah, six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Oh um. Gosh. So, all right. Let's let's talk about this video. Um, before we play the video, I think we, I think we've got to I think we've got to explain a few things. Yeah. Um, the first thing is that we know for sure. That Square Enix does not really want this out there. Yeah. We've seen evidence of it all week as this video has been pulled down no less than four times. That's right. Yeah. Um, we we have seen, as, uh, as Kalia mentioned, the video go up and down from a number of different YouTube accounts. And yep. every time within, I would say within 12 hours. It gets hit. Mm-hmm. People were asking us to link this video. So we pointed, we don't have a link to the video. We had to download it. That's right. We knew, and and we kind of had a feeling like when someone had passed it along, and and I forget it was someone uh, during the checkpoint live broadcast last week came in with it into the chat room and brought it with them, and uh, I, I I forget who it was, but I have to thank them because when we when when we saw it, we knew immediately. Oh, this is not going to hang around. No. Oh, who, who made the original video? Yeah, uh, I believe it was Sapphire fourteen. It was F fourteen Sapphire, something like that. Yeah, I yeah. think that was that that may have been one of the original accounts that uploaded it. Yes, that was the first one. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and so it, th- this has been. I think it's it's a very first of all, it's a very interesting video. What it is is uh, someone. Uh, figured out how to explore the DAT files that came packaged with the benchmark. Brilliant. Yeah. And was able to extract music out of there, too. Mm -hmm. So we have to be remarkably careful with what we share here. Because, again, you know, we... um, you know, we we were smart enough to to know to grab the video, but obviously we don't we don't want to upset Square Enix. You know what I mean? Like, if they wanted to, they could just delete us. That's the thing. Square Enix knows, and and we know that they know that if Square and we know that they know that we know that they know if Square Enix wanted to to not deal with limit break radio anymore they they could very easily do that so we want to we want to try to give them reasons not to do that right like that makes sense we're, we're you know we this show is kind of important to us as a company yeah and we don't really want to lose it yeah and and not only that but you know Square Enix, they make a they make a, a good game. We don't necessarily want to upset them any. Well, that's, that's they make a game. <laughs> they, they made a good game. 
They make you know, they make a game. Okay, <laughs> I I seriously considered making an alt to sit in the studio with on this for this episode. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, you're they that probably you're know who that I am. worried about it. Yeah. Really? Listen, we've done some things to be antagonistic to SE. This is a little bit more than our usual level of antagonism. Not to mention, since we're going on being like, yeah, we know it got taken down. We're going to show it anyway. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Well, we're not going to show it. Okay. We, we we know we can't show it. We can't just show uh, the Your account just dropped to 40. Oh, <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> bye bye. We know we can't show it. We if, if we just straight up showed it, we would get in a ton of trouble. Yeah. The music from it is likewise unreleased music we from cannot, Stormblood. Yeah, we can't play it. Don't think we could get away with playing that, but we do want to watch it and kind of give our opinions as it rolls and what we're going to do where we would pause it, right? Like, when, whenever whenever we watch a video on the show, people get very, very annoyed because we like to pause it mm-hmm. and pick things apart. Um, Daddy of Light is yeah. a really good example so, of this. So that thing People that you have, think is the most annoying, that's what we're going to show you. That's right. But you're going to like it this time because when we pause it, then you'll actually get to see it. Okay, Carletta wants us to act it out. It's a, this it's, is just landscapes, Carletta. <laughs> just zones. Yeah. I am a, a canyon. Gun. I mean, look, I know Ooh. that Juxta could very easily be a mountain, but oh that's my. about as far as it goes. No, I want to see Juxta do an interpretive dance of this video. <laughs> Show, show us what you would look like as the giant ramen ball city. <laughs> the fuck? It makes noise? <laughs> well, you can't do an interpretive dance over the radio, you idiot. So that's what your interpretive dance would sound like if it was interpreted into sounds? If it was a ramen bowl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think a ramen bowl would be interpretive danced as? We're waiting. Yeah? Oh, that was to me. Yeah, well, I... I hand motioned you. Are we? Are we really yeah, doing you, this? You don't. You don't got it, do you? <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty hard. Can, can okay. We, can we move on? Yes. Please. Was that a on. voice crack that I just heard? You bitch. Did, you, did you just? Did your voice just crack yes, like you're going cracking. through puberty? Yeah. Good job. Who's stupid now, bitch? Uh, you, it's you. You are. You're the stupid one. You. Well, you didn't mean to crack your voice. Oh, why are you so angry? Anyway, all right. right. So um, this is this is the opening right here. Okay. So proof proof that we have it, guys. Proof that we have the video and are watching it. This is not being made up. That's so right. many people think this is just a rehash of not. last week. No, it's that, not. That's totally from Samurai Jack. This is not. So look this at is the clouds. Those don't even look like clouds. Those are not clouds. Oh, you stupid idiots! All right, we got it. We're gonna take it off screen. Okay. All right. Go. Goodbye. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. <laughs> um, so uh, what we have discovered is that this is the underwater uh oh shit this is the underwater portion of uh well no that can't be right because the underwater portion is clearly going to be just a circle arena a nero nope i was wrong and i've <gasps> never i've never actually been so happy to be wrong now what it, what i think what we're supposed to imply now from the developer blog that we looked at earlier as that is that this is potentially a dungeon dungeon now when i look at it when, given that context when i look at it now this does seem very much like a linear dungeon yeah yeah oh, yeah uh, so now instead of a just a circle arena it's just like a ball with like a 
stick coming out of it. So it's, like it's, a, right. it's like a semen. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you can you can look. You can see here. This definitely does look like a corridor. Um, that gate at the end is probably going to be the gate where you know bo- either either before the boss the room or point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Augur seventeen says, if you're not going to show it, can you like? email it to me <laughs> no no we can't we will we're, not be we responsible not, for disseminating this video we are, yes exactly we're not distributing this video we are dissecting it for the information to be able to pass along to you our audience because that is what we we value you but we don't want to expose ourselves we don't want to expose uh you know expose square enix mm-hmm. either so uh we're trying to be respectful to everyone not just you guys in the audience but to Square Enix as well, and also protect our business. That's right. And you uh, wouldn't want Juxta to expose himself. On, on a completely this is true. unrelated note, I am setting up a primary, uh, a private email listing that is a $5 to be able to opt into it, so get in contact no. with me. No, what? that is not happening. That's, it's completely unrelated. <laughs> now, please look forward to it. Uh, actually brings up a good point. Underwater combat. I mean, we are underwater. If this is a dungeon, <laughs> this is underwater combat, guys. Okay, it's under the water, but there's not water in his zone. Uh, I, I stick with with. Uh, please look forward to it. it. We're underwater and there's combat. God damn it. Okay, well, if you think about it, then aren't we always underwater if we like turn the whole Hydaelyn upside down? Shut fuck God. What the... Oh my god! Yes, if we turn the world upside down, we're all underwater. What type of logic are you using there? Geography logic. (laughs) Perspective logic. In the realm of logic, he fights unarmed. Um, all right, let's uh, let's continue on in this video here. Um, so it does move down. I, this, I mean, again, this does definitely look like a dungeon. It's a long, very, winding path. Very linear, although I do think that the underwater effects are very cool. Um, we see another portion of, uh, of some kind of city zone here with an aetherite in the center. Um, a bunch of, you know, we've got uh, we've got a tent over here on this side and then what looks like a more permanently standing structure on this side and obviously the eighth right in the this, center this city makes me feel, think of a, a doolin in ff11 i'd say that that's fair it is a little bit more heavily forested it's kind of hard to see because it's a little bit dark but you do see some trees here and just like um, the, the little curbs lining the walkways and the, the uh, structure of the, the house back there or the building back there yeah it makes me think of a doolin yeah i could see that i i could see that that's that's fair um but uh kind of unclear as to where exactly this is this doesn't seem to be what's that architecture right there the one that's lit up right in the center um, I don't know because that it's, it's it, that, that's definitely new architecture. Like it, that's not something that we've seen before. Yeah, is it like a, a single freestanding thing? Is that built into the side of something? Um, it is very difficult to tell from yeah. this. Yeah, because um, it kind of makes me think of like uh, if you if you think of like Victorian era style stuff, how they have uh, sunroofs, like little alcoves that kind of come out but are still windowed in. Okay, yeah, I can see that. This area to me, I one thing that stands out to me is the street lights. Yeah, that's new. That's that's, that's brand new. No, we've never seen anything like that. That is so interesting to me. Is Doma more technologically advanced than us? I mean, possibly. It's definitely got Garlean influence, which 
I mean, the Garleans are definitely more technologically advanced than we are. Damn it. I, I kind of like getting the super early footage because, like, clearly there's more work to be done yet on all these. Zones. Oh, definitely. Like, nothing's done. Oh, definitely. And I mean, all of these are unpopulated zones, too. They're just the dats for the zones. Yeah. Um, you, we have no idea, you know, how sparse or not the population in any of these cities are going to be. Um, but I think that this is, yeah, I, I like seeing early footage like this and the speculation that it ends up driving because it that to me is far more interesting than you know just that the you know the, mm-hmm. the yeah. having it told to you now what? now to people that are like loling us because some places like limbs have had lanterns lantern and street lights are completely different lanterns have to be lit every single night like back in the day that used to be an actual job that you had to do as an adventurer yeah this right. Is, this, this right here is like like electricity those are like actual street lights, not just lamps. Yeah, this street this, lights, people. Oh, oh my ah. god! No, this to me indicates a level of infrastructure. This is a developed town or city in some way, and this new building that's starting to pop into view here on the left, with all the like the banks of window. Are those windows down the front of it? It. Kinda, you know, I'm not sure if those are windows or if that's just some type of weird plating. But you're right; everything about this seems way more modern. And it, it to me, it it doesn't look doman. Like like from no. all the areas we've seen of the, of the doman areas, it doesn't look doman. But I can't say it looks Alamegan either. No, that it just doesn't. Might be, that just might be the forest in the background making me feel that uh-huh. way. But this doesn't really look like Alamigo or Doma to me no, very much. No, I think you're absolutely right. And this is actually probably one of the first little bits of insight or that, that, that I've gotten into the expansion that I don't want to say it, it hypes me, right? But, you know, me and Anira were, were kind of worried that this whole expansion is just going to be this weeby Japanese to, you know, type stuff. And though, yes, we have been reassured by Square Enix on multiple occasions that there are going to be many different types of uh, architecture throughout the expansion, now that we're actually seeing it and how different it is okay cool i'm inclined i'm I'm inclined to (laughs) okay cool okay Okay, cool cool. yeah uh i'm inclined to uh, to uh agree with taro taro who says it's uh garlean part of girabanya uh and uh garlean tech uh yeah because there is that bit that we have to push past the black shroud that is still very heavy heavily forested and we don't know how much of that ends up pushing towards girabanya we do have that one moment in the benchmark before we get pushed into the action of the uh the the garlean and uh eorzean confrontation that happens in that one scene where they're showing off all the different moves i think that this this may be that zone mm-hmm. i mean uh, each of oh, the yeah. each, each of the zones you know they got to come from somewhere right um they've got to come from somewhere in that uh in that benchmark I think that's where this comes from. Um, so uh, we'll continue on here. There's also Do those another look like windows up there to you or just like plating those. Th- yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a roof right there on the structure. But again, it definitely has a more of an industrial vibe mm-hmm. than any of the other cities that we've seen before them. Uh, you know, uh, old dot has a whole lot of very fancy stonework and masonry that went into it. Uh, Gridania looks like it was carved out of the dirt um and and uh lament says the remains of a shipyard basically yeah and this is something totally different this is far more industrial this is, is it i mean the structures seem less rooted in 
aesthetics and more practicality. Um, this this structure back here, it looks more like you know, like a pole barn or, um, you know, a prefab structure yeah. that was brought in. This seems to me like it could be a city that is like it's there to support the soldiers who have to man the wall. Belsar's wall. Uh, by the way, I think someone may have included. They did. They uh, just posted. A link there to we it. go. Yeah. So if you want to follow along, um, uh, well, there is a link there to a currently active video we don't condone it of the one that is uh that like like we are currently going through you can go through it with us if you want to or you can just watch it put it on loop i don't care but uh you know if you're all on you yeah um uh we'll still you didn't get it from us yeah that's right um no no one attached to the show gave it away uh all right so let's keep uh keep looking here um mostly rotating around and again you know before before this scene changes right here we've got this door and this other structure back here structure behind it yeah and again this all seems uh, like i said very industrial uh very you know practical um and uh and all serving uh serving some sort of purpose all right now we get a shot change very quick succession of shot changes and now we actually get this pulled back shot that gives us some perspective for a zone now this big wall that we see here in the background yeah. i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that that's balesar's wall mm-hmm. and that this is the yeah. uh the the other side of balesar's wall that we're seeing for the very first time that, Does that, that yeah, seem I mean, fair? Yeah, that seems pretty likely. I don't yeah. know what other Gigunda steel wall there is. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, we do, we see right on the other side of this wall, there is, um, it seems like some kind of civilian encampment that very, that very could be where we were just talking mm-hmm. about, um, the zone that we were just looking at. And uh, if it is, I think that that's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's really striking to me how embedded in this like mountainous region all this is it's really a very small spot carved it is, out it is literally carved into this mountain range. and it makes me like it carved me, through the mountain range almost exactly like when they built Balesar's wall you almost have more of an appreciation for it seeing like what you they know, went through there <laughs> yeah well because Girobanya is already kind of like the whole mountainous region sort of serves as a natural uh, uh, divider and a natural wall but <laughs> we need a bigger wall <laughs> Carl Mall's like nah I need a wall on top of that mountain uh, someone says uh, in the chat was a Neo uh, Neo Zect uh, says in the chat. Oh, you, when you run the wall, you can actually see that tower. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nice. Um, so uh, one one other thing that uh, that I, I wanted to to point out is uh, that um, the. Uh, yeah, the, or actually, one one other thing that I wanted to ask before we moved on um, was Balesar's Balesar's wall wasn't there in one point. What was there in one What was what divided the western portion of the Black Shroud? I'm sorry, the eastern portion of the Black Shroud from Girbanya. What was the thing that stopped player progression from moving forward? Uh, well, I don't think it was the wall. Juxta, you Could, were an esteemed member of the Marmont uh, Task Force. That's right. You know, right? Yeah. I destroyed the Marmots in Ulda. Um, someone in the chat, if you know, or if you have uh, a piece of reference material that could uh, tell us, I just, I, I mean, uh, I I didn't think about it until now, but you're right, uh, Kahlo. I think that the size of the wall, especially comparative to everything else here, right? Like if that's, massive, if that's the city, man. that is truly, truly a big structure and uh, had to be a crazy undertaking. In the, so in the words of Escalia, it's gigundous. <laughs> 
I'm so glad though they didn't go like the FF11 route of this where it's like on the other side of the wall and we're in the desert. Yeah, like I agree. It's another forest <laughs> on the other side. Like, oh, good. It actually feels like how a biome would. Yes, be. exactly. No, you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, let's continue on. Um, and then we actually. Oh, now we get a pan up. Okay. Um, There's a big chunk of that mountain. Missing. Did we not? I is that the same mountain we saw in that one screenshot? Um, or or, or the the video or whatever. We thought that was in Doma, didn't we? Yes, we some of us had theorized that this may have been in Doma. How is that um, in our backyard and we don't know about it? I mean, yeah, because if this is Balesar's wall, that is built into Balesar's wall. Yeah, I, w- I don't know how far north along the Holy border. Okay, now, now uh, again, again, this was a very uh, uh, to to describe this for people listening on the podcast and those that are not able to view the video. We literally panned from that original shot of the settlement. Yep, and it panned away from that and up to the mountain. This giant mountain with a big hole missing out of it. Now, question: Is this? Could this have been made? Could the hole have been made by Omega and Shinryu? Oh, okay. That might make sense. They did go blasting off towards the north, was it? I I don't remember I what the direction was. Line, I don't remember. Yeah, because even look, even if the, if that big hole was already there, let's say it was caused by you know the 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 calamity or or something, right? Even if we don't see that out and about, dude, you would have to think that lore wise, somebody would talk about it somewhere. I, I, I gotta, dude, I gotta think that that's Omega Fallout. I agree. I I, I have to imagine that that's Omega Fallout. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on here. Um, now, by the way, when we did see, by the way, when we did see that concept art for the hole blown into the side of the mountain, that was among the first round of art that we got mm-hmm. before that we knew we were going to Doma or authored at all. Right. So I think most of us actually did link this initially with Girabanya or Alamigo. Mm-hmm. So that it's not t- that much of a surprise that that exists. And, you know, from where we are in Eorzea, we not we may not be able to see that hole. And I really hope that however however they have the way that you see that for the first time in the game, I hope that it's a good reveal. Mm-hmm. I really do. Well, it's not going to be as not anymore. awesome now that we know that it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, we spoil ourselves. Aww. Whoops. It's your fault, Nero. All right. Um, we're taking a look at uh, here's another encampment. Uh, this, this one definitely looks kind of dominish, doesn't it? This is permanent. No, I, I no, st- I think this is Alamegan. Still, still think that this is Alamegan because yeah, yeah. I mean, we still no, got right, we've right. still got this going on here in the background. I'm not ah, sure what that is, yeah. um, but we do see this encampment area. Uh, this actually seems like a minor reference back to 1.0 Aetherite camps no. that were just a tent around an aetherite um <laughs> where they're less you know they're less built up than the settlements that currently exist around aetherites i think that that's a good contrast given where we are at this stage in the game well i think those kind of especially fit in alamigo which is still kind of war-torn there's still you know pockets of resistance everywhere that would need encampments like this i think it fits better in alamigo today than it would in our sections of eorzea mm-hmm. yeah i actually love in this shot here how prominent the wall still is and i love that idea when you're in a game that there are certain structures that no matter how far away you get, they're so massive that they're still always present somewhere there. Yeah. No, yeah. It, that's that's an important 
uh, aspect to a persistent world is to have those kinds of landmarks. You remember in uh, in Morrowind, you could always kind of see Red Mountain in the yeah. distance. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, I, I I sort of feel the same way about the nail in Corthus, especially after they put that big hunk of Dalamud sticking out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on in the video. Uh, we see more of the encampment, more of the tents here, um, and it living looks, in caves. That is very Alamegan. Yeah, it, lo- it looks like there is some sort of like. Uh, uh, you know, like natural cave structure that uh, uh, gives them some, you know. Uh, My Toa chasm senses are tingling. Yeah, I definitely have picked that up too. Oh, I can't wait for the miasma. Um, Here we go, another big sweeping shot. I love these. Yeah, we get another big sweeping shot of this zone. Uh, that is very Toa chasm. <laughs> uh, again, again, here just to, to give you a little bit of context and a little bit of place, we see over here up on the upper right hand corner the uh, mountain with the hole currently in it. Balesar's wall, what we can assume is Balesar's wall, uh, is. Uh, uh, you know, kind of moving across here, and uh, we're we're continuing the pan now to the other side, where we see a big tower in the middle of a chasm. Okay, great. Now you continue your Ottawa chasm jokes, but <laughs> we see this structure that's literally been built into the middle of the chasm, and it actually reminds me of the. Um, uh, what, what's that, what's that one structure from Game of Thrones that's built on the river and is meant like you can't pass unless you have the permission of House. Oh, it was House Tully for a while, but yeah, then it changed hands. It's yeah, the the where the Cranog men are. Yeah, I, I just don't remember. It's I I haven't watched Game of Thrones in like fucking it's eight where months. The dude with the ugly daughters yeah, is exactly yeah 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 that yeah Swamp uh, Castle. Um, <laughs> it reminds, it, but it reminds me a little bit of that. Like first of all, that is a ga- a Garlean structure. For sure. Yes, definitely. 100%. That's a Garlean structure. River run. Thank you. Appreciate oh, it. Thank you, Mousimus. Okay. Thank thank you. Appreciate I'm it. I'm Mousimus. No, you're not. I'm Mousimus. <laughs> I'm Mousimus. <laughs> so we have this. We, we've. <laughs> Well, no, talk no about, waterfall. Talk about, no, okay. talk about the structure. Uh, so we've, we, that's that's what it reminded me of mm-hmm. right off the yeah, rip. yeah. Um, and so yeah, I I think that there's going to be a a river run ish sort of vibe going but on. What's there. it kind of like blocking off? Because you're right, it's just in like the middle of this chasm. I feel like it's really easy to just like go around this. This would be a cool setting, I think, for the next deep dungeon. You don't know how big that chasm is. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I you're not so, going to yeah. be able. Yeah, you're definitely not going to be able to get around that. Um, and then we continue on, and we and it looks like we can actually see the impact point of maybe whatever went through the mountain. Right. If you follow the trajectory. Oh, shit. Yeah. That looks like it may be the crater right here. OK, I'm going to show it again. Uh, this looks like over here. This might be the crater where whatever went through the mountain impacted into the Can ground. Can you tell if that's just a crater or if it's like a, like a tunnel that goes down further? Because I feel like if it's an impact point, it should be bigger. Could also be some type of like like a uh, launch point. Um, it could be. I'm. I'm actually. I'm going to say that it's a crater because it does look like it has some depth. Mm-hmm. It's tough to tell because you've got this. This sort of like step 
piece of um, uh, ge- geography yeah. kind of sitting in front of it and obscuring it just a little bit. But yeah, I think it does have some depth. Well, I think it does go down a little. It's bit. interesting you mentioned that about that crater because I was thinking that chasm might be more of the the impact point where it like tore into the earth. Too. Exactly. Yeah. No, I was thinking th- I was thinking the same thing too. And then I, it, but it doesn't quite make the trajectory. This actually, mm-hmm. I think, hits more along the line of the trajectory. <clears throat> One other thing that I wanted to point out. <laughs> Excuse me. I just okay. This is the last thing you get to point out, though. One other, well, about this shot because we've shown it a couple of times, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too excessive with it. But uh, one of the things that I want to point out about this shot is that this landscape is just dotted with interesting stuff mm-hmm. that I want to know more about. Like, um, I I definitely want to know more about whatever this little kind of like step thing is over here that's obscured by that long piece of geography. Uh, I, I want to know what's going on over here. I want to know what's going on over here and i want to know what's going on over here i think all of these things are going to be massively interesting well and remember one of the things that they boasted about uh you know dropping ps3 support and getting uh more servers is that they can put more stuff on our screen right exactly and uh so yeah i think that there's just there's in the end going to be uh some really interesting stuff to explore here now it's i think it's interesting that this has like been the first piece of media that's actually genuinely got me hyped for stormblood as of yet and it's not an official piece and of it's media. leaked footage i know right and what i think you were mentioning how much stuff is going on where some of the ishgard zones they do feel real empty. When you think about them, like right now, like uh, the the Dravanian uh, hinterlands, or no, the what, what's the second one? The Dravanian forest. I forget what it was called. But anyway, that one was really like really giant, wide open spaces. Right. Yeah. And it seemed like if you look down at the map, you're like, all right, you got the Nath here, the dragons here, uh, feather place here, and then it's just empty everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But this one, like when I look at that zone, and of course, once you can fly, it won't. Yeah. Be so no, good, you're but, right. You're but right. there's just there's changes in elevation everywhere, and there's something going on at every turn. Yeah. I, I and I hope that at least for our first exploration of this, where we have to be on foot, that it's going to be an interesting tour of the zone. That's what I hope. Uh, all right, let's continue on here. Uh, we get the next um, the next scene change. And, what uh, kind of structure is that? This I, this seems like Beastman beast, related. Yeah, this yeah. this seems very Beastman related. Would have to be that that what was what's the name of the the river folk or whatever the ones the that Sahagan? No, not the no. Sahagan. The new ones that we're getting. We're getting the Lamia, and then we're getting the the ones that uh, Ninja Turtles. The nin- <laughs> Ninja Turtles. They collect like treasure and stuff like that. Oh, the Kar- yeah. Kerrigan, Croak. The Kojin. The Kojin. Yeah. Kojin. This looked like like maybe this might be the Kojin. Yeah. I just God, that material looks like Sermit. It, right? Yeah, it does. I, I don't know. It re, it reminds me. Maybe it's that I love the game, but I see so many callbacks to FF11 stuff. In not this a bad video. thing. Not a bad thing, though. No, not a bad thing at all. I just I see a ton of them everywhere. I look, and that looks like a sermon structure. It looks like something you would see in like Romave. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Except a little bit more in, I don't know, insectile? Yeah. Insectile. And it's a little bit more embedded into the existing landscape, whereas everything like Zilarshan always was very much standalone by itself. That's fair. That is fair. All right. Um, So uh, we get to see, we're we're moving back from that. And uh, can you go back to that? Oh, actually, this one's even uh, even better. Okay. The changes in elevation again. Look at how high up we are as opposed to where the ground is. And you know, both of these are going to be places that we can walk Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. 
not just changes in elevation, but the fact that we just get different levels. I think that's better. We get different levels in like the same area. Right. Yeah. Right. So here we are. We see um, this platform that uh, will ostensibly be able to climb up onto. Um, and, and you do see there is quite an elevation difference between where you are here and oh, uh, yeah. all of this stuff down here more towards the bottom. Um, and, and again, you do up in the upper right hand corner, you do see that large uh large impact crater that went through the mountain and See, again i love that all these things are persistent almost no matter where you are in the zone you right. have these giant geographic locations that identify and mark where you are right and again uh Bailsar's wall just sort of uh the backdrop for all of this uh, sort of the uh one structure that is uh that is the big constant in all of this we're, we're so high up on this structure i hope that we can see enough over the wall to to see like a familiar sight mm-hmm. from home. Uh, everyone in the those, chat. Those types, been... those types of, of touches are really important you, in your zone work. Do you remember when you flew on an airship for your I first do. time and you were able to see uh, the the holocrag mm, on your way I to Sandoria? Yeah. And you're like, that is such a cool yeah. touch. Yes. Uh, people in the chat saying that it's probably the Anada Beastman tribe since they are mountainous and uh, the Kojin are more river folk. Okay, okay. that makes that sense. That makes sense. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll continue on here in the video. This seems to be focused. I mean, this is the tower, right? Like this is the tower um, uh, that we were seeing earlier in the middle of the river that seems to be the structure that we're on and uh and and sort of uh looking around again um as the video continues on this? you get you, you get the uh, crater mountain that moves away towards the left and then you see that this center structure looks like it's actually the tower you know based yeah, I, on the size of this tower i have to wonder if there's some other purpose to it besides just you know, uh, like River Run is to the rivers, and it's like, oh, we need this tower for the people who are crossing the chasm. It's so massive. There must be other, yeah. some other type of use to it. So, well, okay. So, a couple things stand out to me is that one, uh, the light in the bottom there. Uh, it looks like one room of that tower is lit up. Mm-hmm. It almost like makes me think of like a prison. Oh, like mm. a POW camp sort of thing. Mm. But at the same time, does does that tower not say Garlean to anyone else? Oh yeah, oh, it definitely. Does. Oh yeah, it's absolutely Garlean. Is it? I, I think all of these structures are definite they're more permanent garlean structures and they've been standing for much longer yep. now remember at the beginning of when this expansion was first announced that's one of the things that square enix said we could be looking forward to in our march to alamiga is because they have been uh under garlean rule for so long no one's right. been fighting them there's going to be a lot more permanent structures so you're going to see what the the, the garlean structures would look like on a longer time scale i, I right. guess it just it looks like very much like it's made out of stone and that usually doesn't say garlean well me. that's because you were where we've seen the Garleans, they they're setting up more temporary type camps. You know, they're where, not do, where do you see where do you see stone in here? I see steel. Oh, That's okay. all I see is steel. That's fair. I mean, the these look like support steel beams. Yeah, steel beams. These all this looks like a, a steel catwalk. This one on the left, though, it looks like it's made of stone to me. Maybe it's just the angle that I'm at. Maybe I and it might just be you know a similar texture color too to the um, to the mountain behind yeah. it. But no, that's I think that's a, a little bit more of a, a solid uh, iron mm-hmm. catwalk. That could but be. This it is, just doesn't look like that shiny black steel that we're used to well, seeing in Castro. Because this looks like something that was constructed rather than like, you know, dropped in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. So we'll continue on. 
get another kind of perspective. Here we go. We get uh, we get another look at the tower, and again, um, you can see you can actually see exactly uh, where the perspective was from mm. the previous shot. It was actually up here. Right, it looks a little small to be a prison. Yeah, um, I, I definitely think that it should have some kind of significance now besides just lower- being like a watchtower. Yeah. Now that we're lower to the ground, though, that chasm is a lot bigger than mm-hmm. I thought it was. It sure is. Um, but one other jump it with my chocobo but again uh, again uh, the perspective of the camera in the previous shot was you know right about like right here on the tower and it was looking at these uh parallel beams that are coming out from the center to that ring <gasps> so Mousimus uh, has failed us it's not river run it's the, the twins, twins ruled the by twins. house Frey. oh boom. damn it Mousimus, you are not dead anymore Anyway, spoilers. Um, so yeah, th- I I love the architecture. I think the architecture is fascinating, and also is at a stark contrast with all of the other car- architecture that we know. If we have to take down this structure right here, I say we go straight. There's for no jet, way. Jet fuel. There's no way. It melts steel beams. Jet fuel can't <laughs> melt steel beams. There's no way. We're not bringing. We're in, we're not bringing that down. It could well be a dungeon. That's kind of small to be a dungeon. Well, um, going unless, up, maybe not. Maybe, unless there's more structure. Yes, going down. I don't know. We get. We were. We tore through. Uh, you know, something as big as the Crystal Tower. I don't think that it's quite that big comparative to the Crystal Tower. No, but it might be similar to Pharaoh Sirius. Maybe mm, that's true. Maybe. Um, all right, let's continue on in the video. Uh, we pan down, and this is actually what I want to point out is that this is actually the uh, battlefield setting for the opening of the tr- of the uh, benchmark. Is. Yeah, this is um, this is the uh, the bridge structure that they're starting to fight onto. The Garleans come off the bridge structure. Uh, the or- Eorzeans fighting. Yeah, why are we fighting towards, towards, or towards wall. the alliance? Yeah. I, 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 again, you know, plenty of people. Pointed this Securing out. Securing a supply route. The benchmark doesn't need to make sense. The other, True. the other thing is, is that it could be on the other side of this too. Um, it, it could, but it does look like this was. This looked like even a lot of the same landscapes yeah, that were it, used it, it, in uh, in the benchmark. But um, all right, so uh, you know, you, you, in the in the benchmark, you had uh, you know you had all of the skirmishing that was being done down here and uh, moving towards the uh, the you know. The, the, the bridge landmark and uh yeah so um ostensibly there is more if if we're to be if the benchmark is to be believed the way that it started off that there is probably more oh yeah because well, this is like in the middle of the zone as so. the camera pans and that's actually where we get i think this area i think this is where Ooh, I, thought, I thought we were we were uh, theorizing that this area was immediately beyond the wall at the beginning buried down inside the mountains um i th- no i think that that's actually the other area that we were looking at before that's slightly smaller i think this is a different area oh okay, okay. i think this is a different section i think this is a different populated section of the map that we're going to be going to because the eighth right is in a different position yeah and it would make sense that it would still have similar architecture obviously exactly yeah. exactly um so here we see uh i i would say that this is even slightly more populated than uh yeah, the area before mm-hmm. um and uh really interesting 
first thing I, I think uh, because this is this is in the benchmark. It, it seemed to be where we, uh, as Aorzeans, were coming from. Um, whether again, benchmark is not necessarily to you know a hundred percent be believed as uh, you know indication a of canon exactly an indication of where the narrative is going to go, but just kind of an interesting uh, interesting side note. Um, so as we continue on in the video. Uh, we now move just it looks like just slightly outside of the city area and we get a little bit of the zone um, again the, the the image is pretty dark uh, on on the screen but um, you can see lots of elevation changes the uh, foliage looks very very well done and it looks distinct from Gridania that was going to be one of my early on concerns was that some of the Girabania zones were going to look remarkably like the shroud, the shroud yeah. and i think that they're doing a really good job of uh, of differentiating the two and i don't know if that's just in their color palette choices or some of their texture choices but it does feel different it feels a little bit more autumny i don't know why that would necessarily maybe it's again maybe it's the color but it doesn't feel like the full bloom of it kind of feels the little, black shroud a little wajami woodlands to me you think? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would go that far. Because Wadrum Woodlands was like... That was really specifically stylized in my yeah, head. Maybe. I don't know why, but it, it sticks out in my head a, a, a lot more than this does. Mm. Might not be wrong, but I don't know that I agree with you. Anyway. Let's uh, keep it moving here. I'm trying to see like what's beyond the trees. I think we're just supposed to be focusing on the trees... And then that definitely looks like the settlement we just came out of right there. Yes. The the, there. And, and and to to be able to get this final shot, this final uh, look at the settlement. Yes. It, I, I would assume that we would just be leaving. Um, so that I again, I pretty typical. I think that's a pretty typical shot of. Uh, most stuff in FF14, pretty normal. Um, so as we uh, keep moving on here, uh, more, uh, you know, more just your average zone type stuff. There looks to be uh, like a beastman encampment. Um, there, uh, it looks like there's something skewered by the side of the road, which to me says that you know there might be, um, you know, some some more purposeful beastman encampment placing than uh, necessarily the some wandering tribes of some sort. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, we've also got this this little encampment around here as well um Does this look like we're back in that zone with a tower this this is oh. actually this is i think literally the structure where the benchmark starts because just on the other side of this is where we start getting to that battlefield area and you can even see in the very distance uh just beyond the trees you can um see one of those uh 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 Gridania, or not Gridania, but... Uh, looks like a cottage. Is it abandoned? The cottage does look abandoned, but in the background, you can see one of the airships from ah. uh, the Garlean Empire. Fuck you, Garly. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, um, but that was in the opening benchmark sequence. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, we also, we also get to um, this, uh, the, um, the bridge where, where that that whole thing takes place. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. Do you notice what what is what is what's this what's this burning wreckage that's up on this? It uh, looks like some type of airship. It does. Thing. It looks like a downed airship. 
which is interesting if that's just like a permanent it's kind of, that's weird why would you have a permanent burning wreckage up there right isn't it weird i don't i this is and again do you think that maybe they might because they i mean it's something that's commonly used in every other mmo i have ever played and they only use it in relation to you know like idle shire or revenant's toll but they might use some type of phasing technology in these zones as you progress through story maybe the the only other thing is is that they may have been placed specifically for the benchmark that's the only other possibility okay yep, yep. they may have been sp- placed specifically for the benchmark right. and if they were that makes sense mm-hmm. but if that's just a, a a permanent part of the zone i don't think that does make sense i don't think that makes sense at no, all no it would have to be either what you said placed there for the benchmark or they plan on using some type of storyline derived phasing technology yeah all right let's keep it keep it going here um we're looking we didn't start with the fire <laughs> Uh, we, we actually get more shots of, uh, some of this wreckage here. Yeah. We actually see over here that's kind of hard to see, but it's a iron giant that's kind of worked into the side of the mountain as well as another one of those, uh, pieces of airship that's, uh, sticking out of the mountain as well. I see, I do like the idea of being able to go back to like where the battle took place and like all this wreckage is just permanently there. Yeah. And that's not, that's not the problem. The problem is, is why would it be burning permanently? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, again, I, I, I don't think we ask that kind of question with the wreckage that exists in northern Thanaland, do we? Outside the wall? No, <sighs> no. But nothing I think is actively burning there no, either. No, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, you are, but probably yes. not. But, but not for that reason. Maybe this makes more sense when you have NPCs placed. Maybe. Oh yeah, that could Maybe. be. Maybe that's. that's I mean, that is that is an important context that we're missing here. To be I, fair, I really dig the that that remains of the airship sticking out of the, the oh. ground there. It looks like it's been there for a long time. Me too. I I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm really interested. This is one of those things that you know definitely adds to my curiosity, which I think adds to my natural hype levels, for sure. Um. All right. Let's continue on in the video here. Uh. Again, we're seeing. Um, you know, more, more fallout of battle, mm-hmm. uh, taking a, a look up at the stars. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah. Now we get a big scene change and, uh, we actually see, um, the, oh my gosh, the st- tower stack that exists in the distance, uh, in climb the, that tower, you get senzu beans in, in the uh, portion of the video where everyone is swimming. Um, to one be- of my favorite things when it comes to MMOs is when you can find a particular point in the game where everything that's on your screen just like, looks like this massive sweeping landscape. This right here is probably the coolest image i've seen out of storm you could cut that shot right there and make a background yeah. out of it oh yeah. easily or that uh when you go to where the um the mouse people the beastmen are uh what are they called the kobold uh, the kobolds yeah when you, go to, when you go to the kobold zone there's that part where you can go down to like mouse that, people uh, i wouldn't have wow. made that connection like, ever rats yeah. whatever where the uh where the cabin is and you can like look down over all that big mountainous area yeah, yeah. one of my favorite places yeah this is a weird kind of compliment to pay this picture, but the clouds in the background look so real to me. No, like that uh, looks like an actual cloud landscape in the I background. I mean, it, d- contrast contrast that with the kind of fucked up looking water right now. I think yeah. I think maybe when this person had ex- 
extracted the dats, not all of the graphical information came along with it. So it the the water seems a bit glassy at the moment. Sure does. It looks know. like an aquarium tank. It I does. Know. I feel like two people could cosplay as Yuna and Titus and get it on in that water. Oh. But that, yeah, like you're right. The water looks like real glass. I like the like shark hanging out over there on yeah. the right. It does look a little bit awkward when it's in motion. But the skyline looks great. It does. Now, Ooh. now, uh, here is where I'm I'm willing to uh, eat crow and admit that I was wrong. Um, he's a robot. We now start. We go underwater uh, and see that there is quite a bit more to, to this, this to underground this, to this underwater. Uh, zone or dungeon or whatever it is than we had initially realized. I gotta say. <laughs> and I, I, it looks again like this doesn't think make me think of a dungeon like the last no. images that we saw of underwater. This looks like there's a city right yes. there that we're walking mm-hmm. towards. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's is what that, I'm talking I mean, about. So, so, it's it's kind of hard to tell what is going to be a zone and what's going to be a dungeon from this point out. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be like our our like tail feather or his own like that no, trine or, but I, i'm well i i mean maybe like maybe it's just a city in I, i'm trying to think of it like contextually like in the first in heaven's war we have you know uh ishgard you know the city is a city proper then we ended up having idleshire which is our expansion city we've probably got that in as rogar's reach this time around right. uh, I'm trying and, to our, like, and our big city is doma is doma so I'm, I'm thinking like where like or not dome whatever it is the uh, um, kugane yeah, kugane sorry uh, where in like the context of you know the leveling process and in the the story is this city going to fall? I, I, I kind of think like an annex trine type place. Could be, it could be. Um, anyway, it's probably where the Kojin live. Could be, and that also could be. Um, we see that there's uh, actually yeah quite a bit outside of what looks like a a city area, and it looks like it goes to a zone area. I mean, this looks like it leads from a. I mean, this you're right. This is a very open city. It doesn't seem to me much like a right. like a dungeon, unless the dungeon is incredibly linear, moving you through this area. Well, yeah, exactly. Because like the dungeon, if that's a dungeon, then it is the most like visible dungeon we've ever had. We've right. never had a dungeon where you could see in like inside of it before you went in there. It's always just a separate zone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we'll uh, continue the the pan, and then here here's. Here's I think this is really interesting because um, we actually see a little portal that it looks like it's designed to suck you in to the bubble. I think that we're actually like the zone outside of it is not necessarily going to be a battle zone, but that we're going to have to swim here. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to swim here. Technology is pretty sweet that they can design bubble cities with portals that take you in and don't let water in. I mean, that's look, this is a way bigger concept than I gave Square Enix any credit for. I'm totally willing to eat crow on a lot of the shit that I talked about last week in regards to Square Enix's, uh, you know, ability to to make compelling content for Stormblood. I'm going to walk a lot of that back because I'm I'm really interested in what's going on. I legitimately want to go and explore this area, which is more than I can say for a lot of the game. (laughs) Like young Tyga bubbling us. Anus. It does look like a bubble anus. It does. There's, there's, there's definitely honest. some anus. There's some puckering going that on is, right there. That is officially the bubble anus. There you go. You get a nice shot of the bubble anus right there. <laughs> God. It's uh, crowning. Oh. <laughs> and here we see on the inside of the bubble um, where 
ostensibly we would be going I, i'm assuming that we would be going from swimming to uh not walking yeah now walking if if this is like a beastman city that'd be nuts but the architecture of it doesn't strike me no I, I dude i think you're hitting on something because right like right here this to me speaks uh, this says beastman all over it does it. Uh, from the outside though it didn't look particularly beastman it looked I, it very doman i think that this is two different areas to be oh okay yeah i don't think we're looking at the same place okay um which i mean that's also interesting if there are multiple areas that are sort of bubbled off that you end up you multiple know being, bubble anuses being being able to go into I think that's a, a, an interesting idea. Then that, like, oh man, how many errors could you possibly have like that if there's no combat? And and what's the hook moving between the two of them? Right. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Once you get flying, there is not there. Yeah, the zone, the zone movement is pretty done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe they're just saying fuck it. Like, why bother? Mm, maybe. I, th- which to me, I think would be disappointing. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, all right, and con- continuing to pan around the dome city. I think you're right. I think I think specifically Whoa. right there. I think specifically right there, Escalia, that that was a, uh, beast a beastman city. Beast yeah. Oh yeah. uh, wow! Now this what a shot. This is. Um, I'm gonna guess this is Ralger's Reach. Ooh. I'm gonna guess the high walls tell me that. Um, the tent tells me that. Uh, actually, this big ass tent over here that. That, that might, could well be where that image took that place. That could be where, yeah, that that uh, imi- the uh, uh-huh. opening the uh, Instagram and thank you Instagram image might be. Does this look like it was built into like a quarry of some sort, or well, the smooth rocks would certainly make you yeah. think. Yeah, that. This, yeah, the symmetrical and smooth rocks definitely make me think that yeah, this was probably once used as a quarry. And actually, or when, what was maybe the question is what was excavated out of here? Right. Mm. You know, and actually, now that I go back and think about that pulled back shot that we got of the zone, there is that like one structure that I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. I think that this is what that is. Hmm. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Man, this is like awe-inducing. I don't know, like this this shot maybe just because it's pulled back so far. But when I look at this, I feel like you remember when you saw uh, the third Lord of the Rings for the first time? You saw Gondor. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, holy yeah. hell. Yeah. It's awe-inspiring. That's what this makes you think of. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I can see that for sure. Um, we're getting uh, some more close-ups of uh, different, you know, different assets. Well, I think that Ooh. you know, and I never, I never actually. I never actually caught any of this in in any of the previous material, but just kind of take a look at at some of the detail that's that's being done on some of this architecture that's carved into the stone. I think this is gorgeous. I think this is some of the best looking, uh, you know, d- and and best designed architecture that FF14 has ever done. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this. It definitely gives the idea off that they have been this city has been here for a long long time which is i think that's what you want especially yeah. in a persistent world game yeah you want you want a, a, a zone that conveys age i my question becomes how does the home base of the resistance exist somewhere for a long long time that's secret a that's a good point <laughs> secret oh great 
And then of course, secret quarry. Yeah, I mean they they kept it a secret. And then of course they uh, they pan up to uh, what is probably the most noticeable landmark of all of Ralgar's Reach, which is the gigantic statue of what I'm assuming is Ralgar. They're not doing a very good job of keeping it a secret. Wait, no, 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 that can't be Ralgar. No, no, that's not what came out of the uh, the giant bubble over. Uh, oh, oh my over god! The wall. Stop it! Yeah, that that sh- that uh, statue has to be Shinru. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, moving on, we get uh, a little bit more of uh, uh, a look at Ralgar's Reach, uh, moving up to the altar that the uh, main character was standing in front of in the benchmark. Of course, um, this was, uh, uh, you know, you got a really good look at this in the benchmark. I don't think that we need to double back around I, to that. I One thing really springs to mind, if this is going to be our... You know, our Idleshire or our uh, Mordona equivalent. Mm-hmm. This place is way better than the other two places that we've had. <laughs> to start out with, God, yeah. Idleshire is to this day boring as fuck. Yeah, you're, that's because everything they added to Idleshire, you couldn't really go do anything with. with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like Mordona is pretty boring. Yeah. Or, or sorry, Mordona. I meant Idleshire was a little bit better because you could actually go through a lot of this stuff. There's like fountains and like yeah. farms and uh, stuff. The, the garden steps. in the back. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, cool. But if you even go back to that first shot you showed us, the big sweeping, uh, uh, you know, open area shot where it looked like it was in a quarry and where we could see the tent, there's a lot of room for expansion. They're sure. both way more boring and uninspired than this is. No, this is that's, far that's, more interesting than either of them was. No, I'll yeah. give you that i'll give you that um all right so uh continuing on in our pan around uh uh around ralgar's reach seeing a lot of the um a lot of the uh, waterfalls inside now we also get to uh see inside one of the structures that has another one of these tents and and again if you look at the tents i think that you know juxta what you had pointed out that some of these tents look like they have yeah. um you know the odd ergony aspects to them i think that you're actually seeing that in wow. uh, in, in in this mm-hmm. video here you, you've like might have just paused it on like exactly that instagram shot it, yeah that, that tent in the background isn't that exactly i'm bringing up the image on my phone now isn't that exactly what it was um no i if i if i had to guess i would say that it may be taking place inside of the tent that we're currently looking yeah, at yeah but that's definitely the yeah. weird like sort of ball looking things it that definitely is for sure yeah like leave it to juxta to point out balls yeah i was thinking yeah, a little bit thing. yeah i mean i definitely see it i i definitely you know i looking at it i i'm i'm I definitely think that that image is happening in Ralgar's reach for yeah, sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, what is this? Now, this is, I think, probably one of the most interesting parts of the whole benchmark. This was the very, very end where you had that sort of force field thing with right. Cletus. Cletus makes a, a, an appearance. Yep, yep. And you've got the you've got the whole bunch of people smashing through the force field, right? You get a little bit. You, we're we're going to be able to look at it a little bit uh, finer detail here uh, for about forty five seconds. So um, that's the uh, that's the first opening shot. And as we continue on, it does seem like this is a very battle damaged area. This is a very heavily battle scarred area. Um, there is. There are large divots in the walls in, uh, you know, in what would be ostensibly creating the force fields. Um, we did see in the benchmark explosions coming out of the machines that were generating the force fields yep. for people to be able to get to the other side of it. And it makes me wonder 
Like, what is that going to be a, a gameplay aspect? That yeah, that I feel like that has to be, if not a gameplay aspect, it has to at least be part of like the MSQ. Well, that, right? yeah, like narratively, that would explain like if they've got this force field that's kind of protecting them. Maybe that's why, like, because the Garlean Empire should have crushed this Alamegan resistance. They're not particularly well hidden. That's mm. right. So if they have no reason to worry about them because they exist beyond some border that they just can't get through. Yeah, like let them stay over there. Yeah, let them I mean, rot. and I mean, being down in this little quarry, like like we said, they've they've carved out stuff in the actual sides. They have giant statues. <laughs> Statue aside, what I'm saying is they may know where they are, but that's also a pretty defensible position, right? They can get themselves inside there, right? So you can take out some of their structures on the outside, but none of those are really permanent, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like they're they're bunkering down in there. One doesn't simply walk into Rogar's Reach. <laughs> it has a force field. Okay, but we have airships and stuff. The Gurlians could just bomb them for days on end. If they wanted uh, again, to. they could just like hunker down inside there. And okay, sure, maybe you might drop like some rocks or cause cave-ins. But, but again, well, hang on. Okay, so Ralgar's Reach is in Girabanya, not in, not in, uh, um, authored, right? Right. Right. Okay. So if if I mean if that's the case, then um, like why why would why would they be being routed as as heavily? Oh no, I guess I, guess. I, I feel like because I feel like if if Gridania or Gridania, if Garlemald knows that they're there, there's no reason for them to still be there. Garlemald like owns that area. You know, what I'm thinking, if that is a holy place. They might be risking inciting a rebellion by attacking. See, it. but I I thought the force field portions were from somewhere on author. Oh no, oh. yeah, he's right. He's right. Oh, they, okay. They, I, yeah, they absolutely are. I think so. So yeah. as yeah, I I think that we're starting to get at some point the two conflated. Okay. So, all right. Let's continue on in the video here. Yeah, because here. Uh, yeah, there we go. We're 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 panning away from yep. right now in the video. We're panning away from one of those force field structures, and we're seeing another structure. And the structure that we're seeing is definitely Eastern inspired, and so makes me say that it's not Girabanya. That that these force fields do not right, exist right. in Girabanya. All right, let's continue on. Um, the, here we wow. go. Now, now we see. Okay, here here is exactly what I'm talking about. Right, we see this structure in front of the force field structure. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely, definitely not Girabanya. Definitely not Girabanya. But uh, again, I talk. You talk about an awe inspiring like set piece yeah. in the background. You're, that yeah. is amazing to look at. In what way are we going to be able to interact with this? Because mm -hmm. I I think that that may be very very interesting. By the way, I just want to point out here. Um, it may be a little bit tough to see, but on the right side of your screen, just a very faintly, you'll start to see the beginnings of a face from what looks like a statue that yeah. exists on that side of the screen that is very difficult to see. Where at? Right over here oh, on the yeah. right side. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a giant head. baby head. Uh, so I, I think that that's really interesting because not only do you have this sort of portal force field bridge that has been created, but you've also got this big religious symbol that's also carved into the side of, uh, into the, side of the mountain. I think both of those are very interesting. Um, we continue on now. We uh, we're getting down into some of the uh, some of the Athardian structures down mm -hmm. here. Of course, all keeping in with the Eastern theme very clearly. Uh, the Eastern theme running throughout all of this. Um, but we'll uh, continue watching here uh, as we move in. This looks like that small encampment that existed at the base of the thing with the um, 
force fields. And uh, and again, this this looks a little bit like a like a dojo. I think. Uh, yeah. This is a good way to describe it. I. I mean, I feel like I've seen this setting in a bajillion kung fu movies. <laughs> that's, that's not inaccurate. So, um, very probably, very weeby. Probably a good place to play Lords of Dominion. Go at. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's continue on here. We've only got about eighteen seconds left in the video. Uh, back outside, back outside. We uh, we're, we're starting to look again at that uh, force field area. Um, again, this is the I think that's the walled encampment that you're starting to see at a distance. Mm-hmm. See some of the outskirts of that. And again, in the very, very background, you start you see that that head starts to form in that that mist back there, which this, I think that's a very cool touch. It's this very, zone feels humongous. It does. It sure does. And the fact that I don't know what's on the other side of that force field is really <laughs> compelling as well. I, I got to say what's over there. I know. Um, so uh, we continue on, and uh, now we get a really nice close shot of uh, of the force field structure. There we go. Um, I d- can you place what technology that is? I have no idea. Nope. Yeah, if it's, it's an not Garlean, it doesn't look Garlean. Doesn't look uh, like, could be Weeb. Doesn't look Algon or Makai there you or go. anything yeah. we've could seen it, before. And, and it's definitely technology. It's not just it's not just straight up like magic. That's like tech, right? The bottom of that leads me to believe it's tech. Yeah. And like the little like like guns almost that like stick out Flame and like generate it. Yeah. Torches. It definitely makes me think tech, but not a tech that I recognize the construction of. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that's, I think, let's see if we got one more shot. Yeah, we got one more shot here that we can show. Now, here's your dojo. Yeah, here we go. Weeb City. <laughs> Pretty Weeb much. Weeb City. So one thing really stands out to me about this whole video, and that is that about 85% of it was Alamegan. Uh, it was, you know, it was the closer to us, Girabanya and Alamigo, as opposed right. to Authard. Well, Which uh, leads me to believe that most of those zones are done, and most of these zones are not done. Well, and keep, we might not see them till 4.1. Now, keep in mind, mm. keep in mind, though, again, this uh, the person who dug these zone dat files out only has... The stuff from the benchmark. Right. Right. So, I mean, you might be right. You might be wrong, too. But I think think you're connecting dots that don't necessarily um, need to be connected. I I just thought the ratio was kind of striking of how much of it was Girabanya and Alamigo. I mean, it does seem like that one Girabanya zone is like done to done, done, done. Like, it's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, Probably our opening zone. Yeah. I'm really impressed by what I saw here. I got to be honest for just being what is possibly two, what, what are we thinking two, maybe three zones total. Yeah. It only showed off a few. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I think that's maybe three, maybe three. I wouldn't say that it's given me any hype levels, but it has uh, put more hope back into me. Juxta. How about you? It looks really good. The only thing I feel concerned about was in that first scene with that giant uh, crater, the mountain that got sh- shot through it. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of area that was just like really rocky and impassable. So I'm wondering, like, obviously we probably won't be able to go there. But how much of the zone? Well, we it actually... does. It has to bottleneck you somehow. Exactly. Well, which it has I, to. I, it I has to bottleneck. It has to bottleneck you somehow. I see where Juxta's going, but I don't necessarily know if that's true because if we think to the Dravanian forelands, like you can fly up that mountain pretty quick, even though it's not traversable by foot. 
It's true, but yeah. I, I don't just feel like it. I feel like there was a lot of it. Yeah, I feel like you're not going to be able to fly over any of that. Yeah, I feel I like mean, you should I, be I able to like go to that really, giant hole, and there's so much radiation it just kills you. I don't know. I feel like there's just so much like it just looked really low res. But I mean, that's not really fair because it is like I mean, data mined benchmarks. Yeah, it's out so. of the benchmark, and it's probably areas that haven't been like, especially those kinds of areas where we're not probably not supposed to go. Yeah, have not had any kind of finishing touches put on them yet. Mm-hmm. I would assume. But no, I think it looks obviously looks really good. I'm really excited about it. I really want to go into that anus. <laughs> really, he wants he wants to experience Do you not? the anus. The anus is the thing that you're really excited about. Do you not want to go into the anus? The anus bubble portal. Great. Awesome. Way to be mature. <laughs> Let's go to our phone lines and talk to Elekin of Excalibur and Adam Antoise. What's up, Elekin? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for getting the name wrong. I uh, appreciate it. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't give a shit what your stupid name is. So either correct it hey, or man, just my, move on. That's, that's like my real name. Like, you, you can't be calling it stupid. That's even better. That's <laughs> even more of a reason why it's stupid. And what? it is a stupid name. I'm, why? Kid, I'm why? kidding. Why did your parents hate you? <laughs> so, so why, why does who hate me? Your, your parents. Yeah. We assume that's who named you. Uh, no, it's. It's backwards, bro. I'm not, you know, come on. I think about things. I use the naming logic. Backwards is the naming logic? We should have known that that was his name backwards is what he's saying. Okay, what are you calling about? His name name is is Dunkle? (laughs) (laughs) It is. That is my name. I don't believe you. (laughs) Your parents really did hate you. (laughs) Son? (laughs) Jesus. Like, I, okay, I'm not going to get into the whole naming explanation, but uh, no, I called you guys, um, although your last bit kind of threw off on why you guys suck, because a lot of people don't call in and tell you why you suck. It's true. Um, it's because we and don't. And also, I was going <laughs> to, well, you do. I mean, ugh. Uh, so, uh, ugh. also, I was going to talk a little bit about my Stormblood hype. Uh, it's one of the arguments that I don't hear anybody talk about on why it's exciting just for new content. Um Mainly, and I'm going to grab my notes here. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) He came prepared. Here we go, guys. You're already a better caller than Ryuichi. (laughs) No, I just, uh, I'll get off track, you know, like uh, pretty easily. And then you guys want to talk about my name and whatnot. So so the reason I think you guys suck, and I wrote a big email about it. I just never sent it. uh, Apparently, (laughs) I didn't. Um, Yeah, I know. That's sad. Why would you tell us that? I feel offended now. I, I almost raged you on YouTube too, but I was like, "Oh, this isn't going to go anywhere." That's a good way to get uh, on the show. You are the most over- disappointing caller so far. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, no, so uh, this is uh, a lot of buildup. So, Why do we suck? Do your job. No, mostly it's uh, you guys. A lot talk about how you do. Everybody needs, you know, you need different opinions on. So you do that specifically, right? And so you might share an opinion on the show that you may not hold to keep the viewing audience interested, which I fully support. I get it because nobody wants to hear a bunch of room going, oh, this is great. But every, uh, except for this last bit, and, you know. Except we just disproved be, it with the thing that we just did. Go on. What's your fucking yeah, point? Yeah, which is surprising. And I'm not saying, but you guys always go super negative on everything. And I get it. Like you might not be as hyped up as everybody else because they, you know, went, what do you call it, Weibo or whatever, and went went Samurai and all that stuff. But, like, you know, there's never a guy that's 
positive like all the time or not all the time but like more often than not like all sometimes right. i want to be inspired you know like or I, not inspired but like okay uh, knuckle do i get you know, what you're saying yeah, I, I get it i here's I, the thing listen, though listen yeah it, it, here's here's the thing is that uh we want to be inspired too. Yeah, well, and oh, Square yeah. Enix, Square Enix needs to fucking bring it at this point to to inspire us or to impress us at this point. And that person you're describing, the more often than not happy and like positive person, that was me and Nika for almost two years, and even we are kind of beaten down at this point. I was We're gonna like, say, I, I can't. Yeah, you call in and, I, I and, and you ridicule us for not having a a super positive person, but our reactions and our opinions and the feelings that we hold are based on the game so you're gonna call in and tell us why we suck but isn't that more indicative of the game and what they're delivering to us but, as a product but also also remember you guys have also said that you know sometimes we share a view that's different you mm -hmm. know than we may hold and i'm not saying you know just you got to have one person on the show that's like oh this is the greatest thing ever every time but you know uh, a lot of your a lot of your reviews and and this you guys just don't say very many positive things and some things there aren't positive and i get it lords of a million we can all talk <laughs> about it but you know like there should be you know you, you, you gotta add something you know and you don't have to of course all right all right sonic and knuckles i really but. appreciate the effort here and i, I get what you're saying man but i came yeah. on the, i came on this show Too much. and i spoke to the positivity of the jump potion against ass face over there <laughs> and he had got to tear into me for about an hour and a half that's right i took the positive side on that Definitely. that wasn't fun for me <laughs> i didn't want to do that <laughs> fuck the jump potion <laughs> i can't do it every week man yeah, like that's that's the I thing that's too much erotic fan fiction <laughs> as well i'm just gonna well, throw that out there i mean you know way too much <gasps> we haven't done that in forever <laughs> no we haven't it's we need to do it today like, a nero cans it sometimes which i very much appreciate because <laughs> we don't have time so, for um, it and we don't have time for it a lot of times we'll take calls like this and it bumps it off the schedule and we just don't have time to to go back for fan fiction uh, but but look I'm, man, i'm glad I, anybody who bumps fan fiction but but the thing <laughs> look the, th the thing is is that you know i i think that um, it, it, we used to go to greater lengths to try to balance different conversations. And if there's an important point, like the jump potion, that does need all sides kind right. of represented, then I, I think agree. then yeah, I think totally. we do go out of our way to try to present that point. But I think to your point that we always go negative, I, to to counter that, every other FF14 podcast that I hear goes ridiculously positive, where the things that they're saying okay. become almost disingenuous, where you're going, yeah, okay, we get it. Like, like, no one's logging into this game right now, but yet you have, like, nine other shows that are talking about how great this game is, or doing a weekly show about how great this game is, and to, for, I don't know, I, I'm only going to speak for myself, but for me, it's exhausting to try to find the positives, to go out of my way to try to find the positives i can find positive shit it's not like i've never been positive about ff14 there's been, been a lot of stuff that i've been really hyped about i was really hyped about dark knight i was super hyped coming off of 1.0 into 2.0 and i was really hyped going into heaven's word because i thought that all of those mm -hmm. legitimately had
had really interesting plot points and narrative pieces that I was latched onto and that I was invested in. And now we've gotten to the end of Heaven's Word. And I can say definitively that there's not a plot thread being thrown out there right now, maybe outside of Omega and Shinryu, that I'm like, I've got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Because every other buildup and and subsequent, uh, you know, subsequent uh, 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 plot point for Heaven's Word was disappointing. And so it's hard mm-hmm. for me at this point to work up the the enthusiasm for Stormblood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I agree because I, I, I know that you guys have been playing the game longer than I have. I I started, you know, when Heaven Ward came out. Uh, uh, and, I'm, you know, I really enjoy the game, and there are negatives for me, too. I, you know, that's just my opinion on, on it's frustrating sometimes to, to you know, and sometimes I just, oh, I got to turn this down. <laughs> you know, because you guys are, I think that most of your opinions are negative, but that's, you know. Fair. I listen to your show still, you know. So. Appreciate it. Um, Thank you, all, kid. No, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't get. Uh, we don't get people uh, calling in and disagreeing with us much. So you know, we appreciate. We do appreciate yeah. the dissent. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for Stormblood specifically, and I and I I don't want you to just. So basically, I play MMOs and I play FF14 specifically for socializing, like as a game. Like I really enjoy a social aspect. I don't play on Balmung. Uh, I don't like erotic fan fiction. Um, but you know, the I'm really excited because my free companies are, you know, they're ready to do new content, and I really just like to have a group that I can go. Hey, I know all these guys through the internet, and we're. Whether or not we're going to repeat, do repeating content or or new content, you know, doing stuff as a group, I think, is the most exciting part about about an MMO for me. So, seeing the jobs, sure, I would have liked to have you know dancer as a tank, you know, or or a calculator, you know, these are the jobs <laughs> I want. But like, I know that yeah, it's probably not going to happen. So, sure, samurai, I'll tool around with it, I'll level it because I'll be bored at, at some point. But I really, really like the the group atmosphere. So having new content, new areas and things like that, as big as an expansion can bring, gets me really hyped that, hey, it's going to be fun to log in, see people logged in in the free company, and they're going to go, hey, I haven't done this part, or you haven't done this part. Let's go do it together. And then we can kind of, you know, we can get a group together and we can actually have fun as a social group, you know? Uh, and it makes me sound like a super lonely no, dude in no, real life. No, but. I, I think <laughs> I agree with you. I think we're all looking forward to seeing people logged in again. Yeah, but the, definitely. Our, our kind of our whole point and why we're so negative is, is look around. People aren't logged in, and yeah. there is a reason for it. Yeah, and and not just that, but you know, I think that we a lot of us held the same opinions going into heaven's word oh it'll be nice to have people back on the servers again yeah. it'll be nice to be able to group up with people again and i think that that ignores the fundamental problem that we've been kind of striking at or that we've been talking about for a while now and that is that that kind of downtime shouldn't exist in an mmo to begin with and, well i think there always is a level of downtime leading into an expansion but what 14 sees is not the norm it sees an unbelievable fall off for a long time in, in engagement. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, cause even in like 11, you would see some, some, a more of a lull leading up to an expansion because you know, they're working on the expansion. Right. 
but it wasn't like this. No. And frankly, you were usually still catching up on content from the re- previous expansion, trying to get it done before the new one launched. Right. And There's I think no concern of that. Here. And, I, and I think that's what, where our criticism is sort of founded. Yeah. Is because, you know, if you see that kind of deterioration of your everyday logging, logging in community, then you know what kind of bottom line the, the uh, bottom line hit the game ends up taking. You, you just know. If, if people are canceling subs and coming back only when there's relevant content, I, I'm sorry, there are, we don't have 10 million subs. We are not World of Warcraft. We can't make that work. Yeah, no, you have to be able to keep people engaged throughout your expansion cycle. And like I say, there's always going to be some fall off, but it can't be like this. I can't log in and have be wondering, oh, why is it a ghost town? And I think and I think the other point um you know to uh to to just you know talk about uh electabuzz's initial point was that um you know we you know we we go to great lengths to give you honest opinions and to give you our feedback as players and not as some kind of paid representative of the game not as some kind of commercial and not as some kind of kind of cheerleader i think when you listen to community podcasts for certain games that you end up walking away with a far more insular and isolated view of what the community is actually like then you then is actually you know that is represented on uh, through that show because every show thinks of themselves as the ambassador for their community sure and that's really just that's what we decided to let go of was. And there's an er, by the way, I, I just have to I just have to mention that there's an arrogance to that point of view that when you come into a space and you make content and then you suddenly whether it's thrust upon you or you put it upon yourself, you suddenly take up the mantle of some of the voice of that game or the voice of that community or, um, you know, somehow a, a representative of that community. Uh, I think I think that there's a lot of ego wrapped into something like that, that there's a lot of self-serving bullshit that's wrapped into something like that. And uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to put anyone on blast. But what I'm saying is, is that we're not here for some kind of self-serving purpose. Right. We do the show because we love the game. We love FF14, whether it's going in a direction that we agree with or not. I think that's up to you to decide every week that you tune in and listen to the show. And I'm okay with people coming away every once in a while thinking that I hate this game. I don't. I never have. But it's fine if you think that. That's how passionate and that's how critical we get about FF14 because I think that is the necessary conversation that has to happen if you're this embedded in any one gamer community. Yeah, and to to speak to this point that sometimes we will argue the other side even if we don't agree with it, we will, but rest assured, whatever the show's opinion is, is the one that will win that argument most times. Most of the time. Uh, I argued for the jump potion that our, the argument did not win that debate. No, but I, I mean, I think you did pretty admirably considering the circumstances. <laughs> considering yeah, that great. you're Escalio. <laughs> yeah. Our Escalia arguing for the jump potion. There's a winning combo. Um, but anyway, we, uh, we appreciate your call. Uh, Elegant of uh, Excalibur. Dunkle. Adam Mantois. Dunkle. Uh, appreciate it. 
Um, and uh, we appreciate the dissent, too. Uh, if you want to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, we invite your calls. We it, it was weird to get that call after doing two hours of why we're excited about the game. I know. <laughs> well, to be I mean, fair, get, he, he didn't know. Up. He didn't know. He's been wanting to make that call for a while. I'm yeah, sure. I'm I'm like, sure. Well, ugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, we've got we've definitely got some emails that uh, that we can read here. We got a shitload of emails. I mean, we holy just, cow! We have. When was the last time we actually read emails? It's been a while. It's been months. Um, Has it even been this year? I read I emails know. every time I sit down and look at the outline. So no, I mean on the show. On the show, you idiot. I know. I'm just saying. I read you guys. I read what you guys are saying. No, we. Well, yeah. Someone reads your emails. <laughs> it's probably someone. It's probably someone. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's read some emails. We we honestly we it's been so long since we've uh, done this that I feel like we we've got to knock a couple out. So, uh, Kahlo, when we uh, yes. why don't you start? Now, I'd first like to point out that a few of these emails are old, and when we first start to read them, it might seem like oh the, my the, gosh. the concepts might be outdated. But I actually did go through and prune, and the old ones that I left in. Did so you have, did a bad job. Did have some interesting angles that we've never really looked at before. Okay, so this one actually comes back from as far as. February 18th. Holy cow. Uh, from Platypus I like Facts. that you date it. <laughs> I didn't date it. It was just data. It's smart. No, that's Kuki smart. Does. That's yeah. smart. Well, uh, hmm. So this is from Platypus Facts. They said, so since the announcement at AEU Fan Fest, uh, they announced a new job in the extended trailer. Uh, it showed it seemed to spark a lot of interest outside the typical FF14 community. Top broadcasters such as Lyric it me it me JP, me JP wow stripping bikemen people who typically hop around MMO to MMO uh, seems like they want to start playing this game again I do have a slight worry similar to Heaven's World that there will be a barrier of entrance that people need to go through to use Lyric as an example he expressed interest in the game but he has tried it he has played other MMOs like WoW for a period of time but he claims FF14 combat is too far with its current global cooldown not to mention he thinks his interest may die off quickly since he thinks the game is similar to uh, Elder Scrolls Online. For some reason, I feel like people will play the expansion for a week and maybe move on. I would like to see more people in the community, but at the same time, I don't want the community to dwindle or get a bad rep because people's favorite popular broadcasters shit on the game. Are you guys concerned about the new people who are interested in the game, but perhaps not fully able to enjoy the game since they have to start off brand new, i.e. Person X wants to play Samurai, but Person X needs a little other stuff for cross-class skills, go through the uh, Terralong ARR Heavens Ward story. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say something kind of unpopular here. Um, and that's a first. I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say that it's gonna depend directly on how much tw- uh, how much uh, money Square Enix spends on sponsored streams and streamers. Uh, y- you know, and, and and Twitch streams, promotional Twitch streams. I, that's exactly what it's gonna what it's gonna um, be relying and on. And I'm not super concerned about it at all. It's like that's something that comes with the territory of being any MMO. Every MMO deals with it. I don't I'm not really worried about that. Now well I and and the thing is, you know, to the point of these big streamers that are interested in it right now, um yeah, we see that with every expansion, you know, people who are not a part of the community will come in yeah. and check it out for a little bit and then move on. And I, you know, part of it is, is, you know, they're they're doing what's right for their audience and and keeping their audience entertained. Um, but I do think that it's a valid concern to say, you know, some of these guys may end up coming in talking a whole bunch of shit 
maybe not even informed shit. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly we're an example of how you don't need to be informed about anything to talk shit. And um, saying some something that you know might end up hurting the bottom line for FF14, the way that Square Enix gets around it is by paying them. I mean, that's that's so cynical. I know it's so cynical. <laughs> yeah. But the way that Square Enix becomes bulletproof is they pay for sponsored streams. And then that way, look, no matter what, when you do a sponsored stream with a small streamer who, you know, makes their money either through donations or through uh, ad revenue pushing Twitch's ads, and then you throw money on top of it for sponsored streaming, how does that streamer remain objective? You can't. You can't. You're a sellout. You can't. I'm uh, sorry, but and and it's that's not a criticism uh, of any one person directly. I'm sure people will be like, "Oh, he's talking shit on Happy again." I'm not. Happy plays FF14 all the fucking time. Yeah. So if Square Enix comes in and sponsors one of his streams, to me, that makes sense. Yeah, that is who you should. That be. makes sense, and it makes sense for for Happy to you know to 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 take that and to allow. Square Enix and FF14 to sponsor a stream because that is the bulk of his audience. Yeah, when it SC, makes sense. When SC comes and waves the check at you, you don't say no. Right. But that doesn't make sense from Square Enix's point of view because Happy's going to stream 14 anyway. Yeah. This was, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he was getting sponsored streams at a point where FF14 streaming was kind of at an all time low mm, on Twitch. That may be possible. Uh, well, I, I'm just but, saying that but, I'm, you're, but people you're, are, people are right, going to be wanting though. to connect dots here that I'm just saying aren't there. I'm not trying to talk shit on anyone inside of the FF14 community. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that these big time streamers who come in from outside of the community that flirt with a day or two playing FF14 don't are a drop in the bucket. They don't really actually impact the community as much as we think they do as much as they think they do or as much as apparently you think they do and here's the other thing too speaking speaking back to the email even if lyric is playing and he's shitting all over the game anybody who would have came into his stream and now decides oh i'm not going to play this game because lyric said it's bad if lyric wasn't streaming they would never even know about the game they're still not going to come play anyway so i don't i don't think it hurts us but it obviously you know doesn't do as much uh good force as it would if one of those streamers actually liked the game. Well, and it also goes back to the point we're at in the game. We're now an MMO that's two expansions in. Technically three if you want to include 2.0. I mean, how much are you looking to grow at this point versus retain anyway? Again, and and I think that that's, Ascali, you bring up a great point, something that we've been hitting on for a long time, and that is why even try to bring new people in? I mean, there is a lot of advertising and a lot of promotion that's going out with heaven's word but i think that again at this stage in the game you're right you need as a development strategy you need to be much more concentrated on retaining the people that are already there and who have been paying the subscription now for uh, almost two years as opposed to trying to grow your base even farther because i think that's a far greater ask yep that'd be nice uh, next email is from Shady Grove of Mateus. Uh, Hi, gang. I've been hearing a lot about the revamped battle system coming in 4.0. And one thing that was mentioned is that it will make playing each class a lot easier for all the content in the game. I realize the problem now with ability bloat, unused or obsolete abilities, and the need to make room for more abilities down the road. Of course, these concerns need to be addressed. But to make each class easier to play, I'm just afraid this will lead to a generic gameplay that even though Eorzea brings up us the most epic landscapes and scenery and hands down the best storyline in an MMO, will 
will drive away more dedicated and knowledgeable players. Will our best Raiders be bots? Will our fir- will our world firsters even need to be at their keyboards? Are the days of impossible recoveries and heroic victories over? If it's not in a prescribed rotation, it can't be done. Remember the group that killed Carafim uh, the Sleeper in EverQuest? No. No, I don't. No, honestly. Yes. Uh, Shut up. No, you don't. I know. The monster of the SOE said wasn't ever meant to be killed, but a group of hardcore raiders did just that, using a stratagem that wasn't already laid out in a video for them. This might never happen if our abilities for each class are dumbed down. Maybe SC will have helper arrows to point to the next ability we should use. Uh, I could feel that our Game of Thrones could possibly turn into My Little Pony if SC keeps catering to idiots. I, I don't know if this... Is, there, there's parts of this email that you know have merit, but then I don't think that they're dumbing down the system to be easier. Right. But ability bloat is a major problem that a lot of MMOs deal with. And I think what they're doing when they talk about this battle system revamp is, yes, they're removing ability bloat, but they're also planning on revamping the different jobs in ways that make them play uniquely. That does not mean easier. I mean, look at what happened to Black Mage in this previous expansion. Nobody's going to tell you that Black Mage is easier to play now. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that I, I I think you're hitting on something uh, uh, something important there. I don't think my concern is so much that it'll be easier to play. It's just the continuing homogenization of the jobs. Everything's going to feel more samey than it already does. That is, Maybe. I think, the concern is that yeah, every rotation ends up feeling the same as opposed to um, you know. Uh, I, I mean, but but, but uh, Kahlo, you also make a really good point that ability bloat is a problem that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that without without paring down some of these things? Yeah, you don't. You got to pare things away. That's well, right. I mean, and, and it's not like we're getting things pared down and not getting anything added between 60 and 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of how you go about it every time when there's a new expansion. If you're going up 10 levels. Find the abilities that aren't popular, aren't being used, strip some out, and put some new ones in. Right. Not to mention, I think that it's been a while, at least for me, since I've ever had to do uh, what, what I would call a standard rotation. Nowadays, uh, most things are priority-based rotation, so it's not just pressing the exact same buttons one or the other. You have to pay attention to what buffs you have up, what debuffs are up, and make sure that you're using the combination that is most beneficial to you in the moment. And there is skill to that as well. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Fern Dremer of Sergeant Tannis. What's up, Fern? Thanks for hey. calling Limit Break Radio. The Choker Bro's back. What? What up? The Choker Bro? You don't remember our good friend from New yes. York? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Landis's twin. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the the name threw me off. Did anybody has anybody called you Choker Bro before? No, but people <laughs> people have noticed. People have noticed. I I actually know a few other people on Discord who actually found out about that. Okay. Dude, do you realize that people to this day think you are a bit that we made up on the show? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no, people people think that you're a char- people think that you're a character kind of like, I'm a dragon over here. Like no one <laughs> People, people oh think God, people funny. think that you are Kahlo in another room, uh, calling the show. 
Oh my gosh, people actually think I'm like one of those mysterious Discord bots. That's oh right. God, Nika's not here today. They're going to think that Nika is Rob. Oh, that's it. Is we have a we have a rotating cast list of uh who Rob's? who's going to play Rob this week. Uh anyway, yeah, Rob, like, Rob they thanks for up calling. a random Discord bot programmed by the team. There you go. None of us know how to program. <laughs> oh, man, if I you do, can run but... a radio station, you can program. Okay, sure. We'll go with that <laughs> logic. Uh, juxtaposition, what kind of logic is that? Tell me what kind of logic that is. That's Rob logic, okay. clearly. Thank you. Appreciate that. All yes, right. and before I forget... I had wanted to say something about the revamped free trial for 14. Okay. I noticed that I know I looked at what the difference is between sub what you get when you sub and what you don't and the stuff that you're you get but you don't get in the trial. Among the things that I noticed the the chat restrictions. No tell, yell or shouting. Now, I get that they're doing that probably because of the gill farmers. That's good for the people that don't want to get spammed in the chat and stuff. But how is anybody that subs supposed to know who's using the trial and who's subs? Uh, Rob, can can I, I need to ask just real, real quick. Um, A long time ago when you called, you were still playing on a free trial. Um, Are you on a free trial again or are you a regular sub now? No, what I'm saying is I had bought the full version sometime in the past Mm -hmm. it wasn't a trial account because it was ineligible so i had to make an entirely different square enix account okay the the account i'm using is under the trial the Uh, other account i had when i bought the game didn't work because it was quote ineligible according to square enix okay so right now you're playing on a on a trial account yeah okay that's how i got here I have the full version for the client, but I'm doing a trial account with okay. it. Okay, well, uh, do you have any... Uh, that's a good point, but we're running out of time because you heard that uh, that noise. That means we're running out of time for this caller, so... Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, so is there anything else you wanted to get to? Um, no, actually, I think that's it. Okay. But you know what? It's good to have fun in the studio for once. Yeah, Rob. It, yeah. Oh, are you in the studio with us? Yeah, I'm right next to Carletta. Oh, I'm on the same okay. table as her. Oh, well, that clearly means that the time is running out, so we're <laughs> probably going to have to let you go pretty quick here. Go for it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Rob, Jesus. Rob. Oh, no. Oh, he's gone. Oh, oh Rob. <laughs> we're so sorry. Oh, you hate to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, Rob, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, apparently, Fern Dremer. Of uh, Sarge, Sergeant Tannis. The so. Choco Bro. The, the Choco the, the, the Bro. Choco Bro. Okay. Say hi to him. Wave wave at him. Poke him. Okay, Rob. But you can't talk to him because he's on a trial circuit. All right. Again. I forgot about that. Ro- Again. Rob, yeah. Can we put that? Rob is still with us, uh, still calling in the show, and still on a trial account somehow. That's amazing. I don't know how that's done, but that's pretty incredible. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call, Rob. We appreciate it. Let's go back to our uh, emails, and uh, we'll take a couple of more calls. If you want to call in, uh, uh, we, we've, we've got 20 minutes left here in the show. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We got to get to ERP, man. All right. This next one comes from Ro, Ro Robin of Tom. You mean fanfics? Uh, yeah, fanfics. <clears throat> Hello, LBR. I've been listening to your show and subscribed on Patreon for some time now, and this is the first time I'm writing in. Hopefully, I'm doing this right. No, no you're not. Wrong. You're bad. 
Thank you for accompanying me through my work hours and being the voices I left playing through the night to ward away ghosts during my solo trip to FanFest recently. Uh, it seems that everyone is so caught up with whether or not jump potions will result in a lack of players getting practice while leveling. No one seems to be talking about the real issue here. Experience. By experience, I don't mean the tedious number of times Duty Finder rolls you into total rock on leveling roulette. Let's admit it, we learned absolutely nothing from this dungeon. But rather the experience of completing old content. I'm not sure if anyone has had the same experience as I did, but I remember the days when I raged so hard while trying to clear Titan horror mode, and when I did, the excitement of bringing new friends to try it too. Now, this is this actually speaks something to, uh, speaks to uh, what um, what what Electabuzz was saying earlier when he called in uh, that you know people people will uh, you know when when new content comes out and you've got people online they're a little bit more willing to take you through the old stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no function or purpose that that serves. We did not see that phenomenon happen in between 2.0 and 3.0. So I have no and and again we had some of the finest end game content that came along with a realm reborn. You would think that more people would have taken advantage of going through something like Binding Coil of Bahamut, but unless there was either a specific item that they were trying to get out of there, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the crafting items yep. for a little bit or glamour or glamour, but that d- it just didn't happen on a mass scale no. or on a on a on a common level mm-hmm. like I think that people think happens it happens in other mmos for sure i that i experience that plenty of times in ff11 myself but it's just something that doesn't happen for 14 i think most players either get what they're going after get their reward that they've been going after and move on they just move on to another fucking game Mm -hmm. yep Uh, he goes on to say the multiple painful experience uh would then dominate most of the conversations we had but it was fun and something we shared and then titan extreme came along can you imagine the next Fan fest where they play the songs like Under the Weight and a bunch of people will literally know nothing about this fight except that you spend a minute beating up a rock. Or Leviathan Steam Thong comes along and it's oh, this is the battle we must stand around and not hit anything. So yeah, I'm not sure that there's any way around it, but I feel uh, sure, whatever, just give us a jump potion. No one is really going to sit around discussing how we run in circles, kiting the ants in Cutter's Cry. But I hope they find a way to let us re-experience the old content just lying around. Not in the way we face roll it for in Wondrous Tales, but rather let us experience that five-way landslide, the bombs, those fire and ice and T9, sliding around the floor in Shiva and rescuing our tanks from being frozen. Maybe some sort of moment, uh, monetary incentive for doing it synced on minimum item level the way it used to be or something just my thoughts do let me know what you guys think sorry this email is solo blah 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 blah. and actually ro robin back when you sent this email it hadn't been announced yet but they have recently said that they do want to look at giving rewards or reasons to go back and do that older content perhaps with the adventuring squadron that uh, that they've added, yeah, but that's oh that's not what this person is talking about. What they're talking about, you know, again, they said that they don't want, you know, it would be nice to be able to re-experience that content in a way where you don't end up going back and flattening it. And I think you would end up doing that if you took NPC characters in with you. What I think is. Um, it, you know what? What I think is is the source of his frustration and and kind of the source of mine is that there is no ostensibly no reason to go back and rechallenge content at the difficulty that it existed. Yeah, at. Right? When you say you know, give us a reason to go back and and uh, rediscover Titan X. Well, okay. Well, what is that reason? Like, what what can Square Enix do outside of a hard requirement that rewinds the clock that either sets you at that level cap? 
or sets you at that item cap that is able to recreate the same amount of challenge or the same memorable fight that you encountered two years ago. Relic weapon books. That I just I, I don't see what is the mechanism to make the community go back and do that and how do you do it that makes it feel like fresh content for those of us that have already been doing all of this content every time it comes out that's a million dollar question i yeah i don't feel like you can it's it's you don't exist you exist in an eye level world where that eye level is always going up and that's the downside your old content cycles out you can put things like minimum eye level in there or maximum eye level i guess in this case to to make that happen but what are you going to do? Offer people 100,000 gil if they can do it without that? No. Well, that's the thing. Even if you do come up with a good reason people to do it, new glamour, uh, a spiffy title, something like that, in most of those cases, it's still just going to be a go back and do it one time. It does have so to be we, incentivized yeah. in some way. So we do it for that patch cycle, and then, you know, patches later, you're just asking the same question. Maybe let's go back and do Titan X. Like, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking in a way where I'm, like, trying to be obnoxious or an asshole about it. I actually don't know what that mechanism is i'm not i'm not smart i'm not a game designer and i'm not smart enough to be able to think my way out of that problem but i i i wonder if there is like i think that there probably is a way to overcome that problem and square enix just hasn't found it yet yeah uh next email is from uh bertoff wow what a last name uh silberson uh, listening to you guys in podcast form while I work, I listen live most Sundays, but I'm actually or I'm usually playing FF14 or 15 or Witcher, so it is mostly background noise. Wanted to comment on the what are you doing in game? I agree with Ani. Uh, Square is not really motivating me to play anymore. However, I'm still very compelled to play. There's no question mark there. Or, 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 or no, are you not, confused? I don't understand it. Okay, so he feels like he should be playing. Yeah, yeah. I find it's my community that keeps me logging in and has daily since 2.0. I am a bad. I do not raid. I could care less about ideal openers, flawless rotations, or best in slot gear. So it goes without saying that I'm not raiding. Lately, I have been slow rolling my anima uh, and doing PvP for Garo mounts. That stuff is fun, but not what keeps me logging in every day. I log in to chat with my FC. Shout out to Chocobo Legion. I love talking to people about the game, getting hype. As you didn't work. No, I didn't work. You have to. You have to work. Work. Okay. No, that's the FC name. Well, it's still written there, so he still has to say it. Mark. Okay. There you go. I love talking uh, to people about the game getting hype as new info comes out, bitching about SE's perceived missteps. Oh, Proto Ultima, the dreams of 24 man primals you crushed. I finished my anima and got my black machine Garo pony Sunday while I listened to you guys, so we'll have to find new slow goals to pretend I am not logging into a chat room all in 1995. I'm thinking I'll trap some bird farm parties. Uh, so my advice is when SE lets you down, lean on your people and play on. May not work for everyone, but it does for me. Keep up the show. Still my favorite podcast, even when you got nothing nice to say about the game <laughs> bird from leviathan server uh that's funny uh well no that's that's great bert and honestly uh even after the uh the call earlier from knuckle do um i think that it, the, w- one of the strongest tools that you can have in an mmo or, or in a game that has some type of social component is uh, a social safety net like that if you have a Link Shell, a guild, whatever, that constantly logs on along with you, that can usually, in like 90% of cases, supplement the game not having content yeah. because it's, it's the same thing as going and hanging out with friends. That's essentially what you're doing is you're just hanging out. And whether you're doing old content like Primals to get gear or you're PvPing for Garo stuff, that's even not necessarily the reason that you're logging in. You're logging in to see 
and talk to these people. And that's great. The problem is that I think a lot of people are running into right now is that as individual people start to lose that drive to log in for content, one person drops here, one person drops there. And in some cases, even if you do have a cool, you know, guild, less and less people are logging on. And every time one more person doesn't, that could be, you know, the reason that somebody else was logging in. Well, I agree. I think it is good to have that social aspect, but I think SE really undermines that in FF14 with the existence of Duty Finder and stuff like that. When you're not forced to rely on those people to run content with, they kind of just are people you talk to. Yeah, matchmaking. Matchmaking is a big, big knock to the community. Yeah, it, it... Link shells felt important in 11 because you needed them. You that's who you ran your content with. It's all you like if you were pugging most content in 11, it was a nightmare. I'm not saying impossible, but it was a nightmare. Is there a reason to talk to another human being in this game? Anymore? Yeah, duh. What? Well, to yell at them for ERP. messing up <laughs> and ERP. No, but I mean like to 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 play FF14 you know, as as an MMO to remain competitive in the community, You're is right. there anything that you, is there any point where you have to interact with another human being to get outside of done? rating? No, we need to get rid of the chat feature in dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's just get rid of the chat feature altogether. There's no more chatting in this game. No just, more chatting. Just emotes. Just emotes. I love. I just love pre-chosen. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Someone on Twitter had some kind of headcanon that the competitive nature of pvp for ff14 and trying to bring it into esports proper was the reason that uh that square enix ended up removing the uh the chat feature from mm-hmm. the feast yeah now now Scalia pointed out that in professional esports you can't use in-game chat functions which is fine because you're actually talking to your teammates but in every other aspect of it league of legends dota overwatch anything you can still chat if you're not in a professional setting. So whoever said that is an idiot. Yeah, right. Like it doesn't it doesn't affect everyone else's matches, right? right? Yeah, like no, it's, it's only a, it's only in tournament play. Yeah, right. you can't you so, can't chat. So it's it, it's it's really odd. And I I'm also fascinated by this idea that Square Enix wants to make the feast an esport? Well, no, I mean like there's was, no way. That was a guy referring to a player run event. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. That Aether Cup thing is what yeah. he's talking about. Yeah. I, if Joe was still in the chat, maybe he can tell us about it. I don't I, I couldn't find any link to that running being run by SE. It was on Reddit and it was it just looked like a player run tournament for that, esports. Like, that, you know. But I mean, even people at FanFest were saying that that, you know, they wanted to, that Square Enix might be making a run to make sure. the feast in esport, which I think is insane. Yeah, I don't know that the feast quite has the uh complexity depth. or the depth to carry uh, an esport. Maybe that will change with Stormblood's new abilities. Yeah, maybe that'll change with Blitzball. Maybe that'll become an esport. Yes! <laughs> you don't know that. Actually, it's not confirmed. Actually, I would dig that. Oh my uh, gosh. Moving on to our, our next email from Valalian Valadori. Uh, hello, everyone there at LBR. Uh, this is Valalian from Adamantoy Server. I just recently got back in FF14 due to some friends yanking me back into this cocaine fueled addiction. Anywho, I just started wow. listening to LBR. Okay. And strong. <laughs> I just started listening to LBR Radio Returns. Uh, I was a fan back in the FF11 days. I'm currently on episode three. It helps listening to the funny shit while grinding out levels. I'm going to do a throwback here and remind everyone <laughs> that Juxtaposition has a small penis. He said so himself. Looking forward to catching up on episodes. We know. We, we forgot about him. We we actually remind him of that drop as uh, often as we can. 
Yeah. We we use that on, on several intros. You'll hear it. Don't worry. As you'll go on in episodes, you'll end up hearing it. I wonder where they're at in this in this listen. It's been two months since yeah. this email was sent. You know what? I feel like maybe we should redo the intro where every element is juxtaposition as a small penis. Mm. Hmm. Could do that. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm not going to do it for this episode. No, that's too short a notice. No, and you yeah. have way too much work. Yeah. You got other stuff to do. I do. I do indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Alex Dragonsword of Zalera. What's going on, Alex? Hey, guys. Thanks for calling Limit I mean, Break Radio. What's up? I just wanted to talk about uh, some Stormblood theories and some stuff. I mean, because basically I've gotten all my shit I've needed for uh, Stormblood prep. I've got my Ironworks stuff for Samurai and Red Mage. I've got my Paladin Anima. I've got my Crafters leveled. I've got my shit done. So I just wanted to talk about some theories and shit I had about f- expansion areas. All right, let's hear well, it. Well, real quick, real quick. You've got six weeks still yeah and you're all done well not really but i'm at the point where it's basically i just level craft little stuff for the next yeah he's done he's done he's done yeah yeah no if if that's what you're doing you're done you're (laughs) caught up you're ready you can embrace that and admit it um all right so uh what are some of your theories and are any of them based on the video that we saw today well one of them is all right but uh the first theory is uh remember that a uh, little bit of a uh, little picture of a Zeno Sigalvis that we got at the end of three point five six. Yeah, I think that's Jita. Ah, this was this was actually something that we touched on a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where yeah, someone had brought this up that the you, the person in the man like we only see their mouth it's very androgynous their hair is blonde and that the you know the real yida the original yida uh disappeared five five-ish years ago um okay so if you think that xenos is yida do you are you do you think that yida is a genuine villain and now a genuine Garlean sympathizer, or do you think it's going to be something more along the lines of Thancred, where Thancred was being controlled by an Asian and therefore not responsible for his actions while he was being controlled? Well, I'm pretty. I think it's probably the former that she's full on Garlean. Like she's been there for probably like a few years. She probably. Would have been she five or six like, at this point because she was she probably got like tortured and stuff. She's like, all right, fine, you know, I'll help you, and then like grudgingly, like, I'll help you, and then eventually you like eased into it and became evil and shit. You know? Interesting. That's I mean, that's an interesting theory, and because uh, for all we know, she might think uh, Lise is dead. That's true. Uh, I I mean, um, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's a damn good theory. It's one that one that I I favored when it uh, had first come up on the on the show. And uh, I mean, if it, I, I'm gonna be a li- although I'm gonna be a little bit bummed if we call it here because that I think that the reveal makes it a little bit obvious. Like if if it's that obvious to us this well, far out, keep uh, in mind we've never actually seen a Garlean other outside of Nero without his helmet on. 
Um, well, no, we've seen, we've seen Nail, right? N- n- well, we've seen Nail. Well, it wasn't well, Nail that was Nail's sister. We've also seen um, Lucia. Lucia. Yep. Uh, and and Sid. Sid. Thank but you. I that mean, was the like other one. an actual like Garlean that we have fought against. Like yeah, we did. Uh, didn't, didn't, like, in the uh, most recent, like we never saw what Gaius looked like under his mask. Didn't, in the most recent patch, didn't we fight a guy where we saw his face? Um, was that he the, didn't have a helmet though? But was that the same guy that we had fought in in the 2.0 storyline? No, no, that dude is different. dead. We we murdered you that see dude. See him die. Yeah, because <laughs> that's I think that's what what Scully was saying that it was the same guy. Sake. No, no, no. I was no. just saying like, we've seen his face. I'm like, I, yeah, I was gonna. I mean, I don't think that's the same guy. Yeah, no. I don't think so either. Yeah. A- All right. Anyway. Um. Okay. Onto the next three with uh, Rauger's Reach. I think the reason the Garleans actually haven't managed to like haven't like just destroyed them yet is because Rauger's Reach actually goes down like so many fucking levels, like a huge cave network underneath that they can't actually get all of them out. That yeah, always yeah. A- that very well may be possible, and actually plays into some of the things that we saw today. That the thing is, like, they look like they're all carved out of the yeah. rock, and they have like deep. Like looks like it goes deep. Yeah, and and it's funny because um, uh, uh, Escalia, you had actually made the link to uh, uh, Return of the Return of the King, where we yeah. saw Gondor for the first time. But I think maybe it's a little bit more like Minas Tirith. If 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 indeed it is like um, like Alex thinks that it might be, and it goes deep, or it is carved deep into that mountain, that oh, it yeah. would actually be closer to a Minas Tirith than a Gondor. Is that the that's the dwarf city? I mean, you got, you see all these ruins in Ulta and shit where they're just like carved into the mountain. So yeah, hmm, yeah. No, Minas but Minas Tirith was, was like, where was where the two towers stand. Like, I've had that have the thought there's like that would make an awesome dungeon if they ever made a dungeon out of that like at some point yeah yeah um uh, uh, all right we got time for one more theory alex uh what, what's your last theory here well with the uh with the girly and uh gate in doma or Althard or whatever fuck that is um i think what those like the, in the benchmark the uh cogent are writing these um like giant stingray looking things. Yeah, the the Cletus. Cletus. What I think, it, what I think that hap- it happened is that those things are like a combination of Magitech and Allegan technology, in like some combination of Garlean and Allegan. Interesting. Interesting. And that, and for some reason, the Beast Tribe gets a whole like the we make like a deal with the Cosian to get the explosives or whatever to get rid of them. Hmm. I don't know. It, that doesn't strike. That doesn't strike me as being Algin I mean, or Garlean. Yeah, I, I, it seems something distinct from either one of them. Well, keep in mind we have a lot of ancient civilizations in this game, some of which we've never actually fully explored. That's that's, that's, that's more my guess. I see that as being more like like the mock of that area. You know what I mean? The Makai. Yeah. I mean, we might find a uh, mock slash am an Amdipori region in like somewhere because you know Red Mage is got I mean, away from there and it's, it just strapped in it's in an area it's possible going north into Girabanya, but as soon as we go over to authored all we have no idea what's over there none absolutely no concept of what the civilizations well, I mean, or the histories were over there because remember even calamities were fairly localized to eorzea 
So, you know, the calamities that that shaped civilizations and the civilization resets well, I mean, that we got with even each, if we had with calamities each, in our in our little area, like the fucking ether of the world or whatever you want to call it, it's like still like radiates outwards and like might have fucked up Doma and authored and all this other shit. We like, we have no that's the thing is that we have no concept of what is happening on authored or if the calamities that we've experienced on Eorzea have had an impact on authored we have I mean, they, they we might know, have. they might have had their own calamity the, the, exactly they may have had their own set of calamity and even mark time differently we just don't know we know that there is travel from rads at hand uh and and that you know we people have been coming from rads at hand to Eorzea we know that the dome have come to Eorzea, but mostly authorians we we just have no concept of what their history or their timeline is it is it is i just had a thought it could be from thanavir thanavir it could could be it it very well could could be yeah because Uh, i mean if giribani is the middle east and like olda for set for instance is like egypt or something then like that would be kind of like India or like that country. Like they, they have a lot like India and China. Like a long time ago, they had like trade routes and shit. So you never know. Yeah, I, I, I do see, I do see that landmass uh, near as as a bit more of like a trade route pass through, and and. I, from what I understand, we, it, someone did say there was a, a statement somewhere in maybe a live letter or an interview that eventually we might a- actually end up seeing that or going there, uh, which I think is 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 a really interesting prospect. You know, maybe not as a full on zone, but in some way it's going to be represented, uh, you know, in in the expansion itself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just it, it, it is entirely possible, it is entirely conceivable that a, the calamities that we have seen impact Eorzea's not just geographical landscape, but cultural landscape might also end up impacting what happens in other peninsulas, in other areas of the entire planet but we don't know for sure so we don't know if say the same calamity that you know uh ended up wiping out the makai and the amdapori ended up having any kind of impact on authorian soil or any of the authorian cities my, my guess would be no because we look around we don't see remnants of what happened to the makai where we are in eorzea not just that but if you take the calam- our calamity the one that we experienced as an example and look at the destruction and how widespread it is it is still only localized to parts of Corthus and and most of uh, you know the 2.0 zones, the th- there are 3.0 zones that are completely untouched yeah, by the calamity. It. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, Ishgard did experience it. Yeah. You've got the nail. You've got other pieces. Uh, you know, you've got and you've got the massive weather changes that happen That's in Corthus. But when you work farther up into like the uh, hinterlands, or when you work up into Sea of Clouds, those 
those were not impacted. We don't see chunks of Dalamud, uh, you know, sticking out of the ground when you go into the hinterlands. You don't come outside of Idleshire and look around and see, oh, man, that's where that big impact crater was. That if, if you use that as a model, it seems that the calamities are the damage from them are fairly localized like they're not always as big or wide reaching or as apocalyptic as maybe they're portrayed to be or as we think they are or as maybe they have the potential to be and i certainly think that if there is a limited range to what the explosion of dalamud and the releasing of bahamut did and that classifies as a calamity and that qualifies as a calamity and uh, you, you know, there's no uh, how how would that have impacted authored? Do we know that calamities as you know, we consider them because we've had what uh, seven of them now that those exist outside of our, you know, historical sort of area of expertise or whatever. Well, I mean, well, I, I think when you when you go back and look at the elegance, the elegance might have been the only civilization that, you know, because they may I think they had control of all three of the peninsulas. Uh, and then had started to push down into Maricidia as well. Mm-hmm. But we know that Allegan uh, influence was withering long before their calamity actually that happened. Is true. They were already having trouble maintaining their empire well before any of that happened. That is true. And and we've seen no evidence of anything even remotely resembling an Allegan structure on Authored. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their influence may have been, you know, because that's the other that's the other big, big, big mystery is what is exactly the Garlean Empire sitting on top of. We have no concept, no idea of what Garlemald actually looks like. We've only we've seen Garlemald once, haven't we? In a few cutscenes, an opening cutscene in the original game. Um, no. In, in two point I'm sorry. Don't you see it? Like the first time you take off in the airship, you see a glimpse of Garlemald, and that's it. No, that's what not are you talking about? You, when you first take off on an airship in FF in 2.0 in two wait on your first airship ride in 2.0. Okay, it, it switches to a cutscene. We see like supposedly that's probably in Garlemald somewhere, but it doesn't show us like a picture or, or, or a right. scene it, it's, of Garlemald at large. But it's inside of a structure though, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's not because like a drop ship landing or something like that and uh, someone Yeah, it's off. outside at nighttime. And what someone, the it, fuck? It, I do it, not remember it this. It literally could be a, just a castrum somewhere. It could, it, really. you know, it could be a castrum. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that at all. At all. It was a long time ago and yeah, you'd only see it the one time. Yeah, they they don't they like execute someone who's supposed to like a spy or something? Might have been that. I don't know. It's like I said, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. I, I was level I, 14 I, when I saw I, it. I remember what you're talking about. I, I remember a very few scenes with the Emperor and then... Uh, Chat's cl- uh, qualifying. That was Castor Moxidens. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Fair enough. So, Idiot. So, no. No. no I don't, I've never I, seen Garlemald. I, I, I think that even the art... For Garlemald is still v- I, there might only be one image, and I don't even know where it's sourced from. Hmm. It, it, we don't know anything, and again, and again, it's it's shrouded in cloud on the full map. We're not supposed to know anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a mystery, so we don't know how much of you know um, the uh, Gar- Garlean Empire is 
built on top of existing Allegan structures or technology because clearly they have the Magitech game cornered. Sure do. And that, you know, if they didn't come up with that, I mean, I know that Sid and his family is responsible for at least a good portion of that. But, you know, it does seem in some way maybe derived from elegant technology so yeah we just don't know we don't know what's there mm-hmm. um and it seems like yeah the elegance did not have that much of a presence pushing into authored man i can't wait for 5.0 <laughs> oh, come on bro it's interesting i think i time. mean i do i think that this is this is some really uh really interesting stuff and presents some really interesting possibilities by the way thanks for the call alex we appreciate it uh let's let's take one more i know that we're a little bit over time uh we got to make this quick so uh, i have one that i'd like that i'd really like to read uh ordrick welcome to limit oh, break radio Midgar, uh, of Midgar summer hey what's up welcome to limit break radio what's up hi bud or there you there bro Woo-hoo. you might be muted Unmute yourself. Ten. No. Nine. Get the Sonic. Oh, thanks for just making it with your mouth. Sorry, man. Like, we don't have it as a drop. Oh, no. It gets Like, as it gets more frantic, it gets really loud. Yeah. I noticed that before. Oh. All right, bye, I guess, yeah, no more. No more calls for no more today. calls. All right. Well, I have a short email. I'd okay. Like, I'd like all to. right. All right. It this, better be quick. This comes from our longtime fan and supporter, Evil. Actually, I don't know if he supports us. This comes from Evil Hippie. Hey, guys and I gals. I think he supports us for a dollar. All right. I think I read all that right. on Twitter. Cool. When I decided to take a nap, he's like, this is what my <laughs> dollar buys me. Uh, I just want to point out that I have not logged in since DDM 2.0 dropped because the weapons pissed me off. <laughs> I plan on going another 10 weeks without logging in, and when I do, I will still be on par with every single other player in the game let that sink in a second outside of a game for almost three months total and still on par with every player that logs in every day this is bullshit <laughs> sent with love and devotion evil hippie eh, you're not wrong this is bullshit yeah yep i'll have my raid gear and you'll still just be as good as i am whatever it doesn't help that you know you're a scholar you he'll suck. actually depending on how quickly he gets through content maybe better than you faster because i mean you're starting over on red mage Oh. <laughs> you're going to have the problem that I had where my attention was split or actually, no, I heaped all of my attention into Dark Knight and quit doing everything else. Yeah. So, well, how, I mean, for, how, at first there won't be any rating to do, so I will be able to put all my attention oh, to Red Okay, Mage. yeah, you know, so you're right. I but but the thing is, but you're you're going to have to stay gear current for Dragoon. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, no, because as soon as the so norm, what do you, what do you the normal spend, I'll just get my gear out of there. But what are you spending tones on? Uh, You're not going to level Dragoon, are you? Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to have them both leveled. Are you kidding me? He's got he's to be ready for what his What the stat. fuck kind of red mage are you? A better one than you. Whatever. <laughs> not if he has fucking Dragoon in his pocket. Nice comeback, by the way. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, Man, my, my uh, dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I nice. am rubber, you are glue. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna have both Dragoon and Red Mage leveled up. So what? But I don't what know you, which one I'll need for raid. What? What are you gonna spend <sighs> tomes on? Oh, 
I want to spend they, it on Red Mage. Well, because but don't you already have a Red Mage? Did, didn't someone already claim Red Mage in your raid static? Yep. So I, well, there's actually, no yeah, that, way. No, that there solves is, it. That solves it. I can do raid gear for uh, Dragoon and tomes for Red Mage. So I won't be able to take the Red Mage gear. Oh, so but you're not gonna. Have, so your raid is gonna allow you to spend your tome stones on a job you're not coming that sounds I like a gimp that's a gimp fucking raid static right there wow no wonder they can't clear when it's exactly yeah Ooh. i have no idea if they'll let me or not <laughs> she spoiler alert spoiler alert you don't say they let you you say this is what i'm going as <laughs> deal with it motherfucker Jesus. i'm a scalia from lemon break radio i'm more important than all of you wow I've pulled that out of my bag a couple of times yeah it works yeah hmm. i mean i'll try it out it, it's worked before. I mean, you, I, you're not in a raid group now, I notice. Yeah. <laughs> By choice. Okay. He chooses not to be. <laughs> not how I remember the story, but okay. <laughs> he gets offers all the time. That's right. Oh. I could write if I really wanted to. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm beating him off with a stick. I just don't have the time. I, I'm swamped, man. I That's can't, right. I can't right I just, now. <laughs> uh, everything with checkpoint, I'm just so busy. I, I understand. I understand. That actually is legitimate. It sounds like an, I am making fun of it, but it is uh, I'm <sighs> fucking exhausted doing checkpoint when's I the FFL say, coming back not right now nope not for, oh that thing where I have to do a bunch of work on Monday and Tuesday nope <sighs> pass forget it forget it I mean I've got to dude before I leave I've got to go to a wake tonight we've already gone over time oh you're your job and I've got to record an esports minute because guess who called me guess who called me while the show was live oh really yeah so who, uh, was it your dad that my dad can beat up Yes, yeah. that's exactly who it was. His Jeff. dad called wow, me. Really? Yeah. Why? Oh, what, what did serious. he want? He, he just he, did he want the esport minute? Because that doesn't make any sense at all. No, he wanted to acquiesce to your dad already. He didn't want the fight to happen. <laughs> that makes so much sense. All right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm connecting dots that people didn't have any idea. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you to all of our callers, uh, even Ordrick, who uh, apparently we'll wasn't wasted thirty seconds of our life. Oh, and really quick to Knuckle Do from earlier, or Electabuzz, or whatever the fuck your name was, Buckle Man, Buckle Man, <laughs> Buckle Man, grow some balls and actually send us that email we wrote, you wrote, because we know you still have it tucked away somewhere, and post that YouTube comment as well. Come forth, coward. No, yeah. he was no. I I gotta I gotta give him credit because uh, uh honestly not that many people try to call in with a dissenting opinion right and even though that opinion was assenting in this case well i mean uh, 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 wait what Buckle man <laughs> we passed it anyway um so uh but but again i mean you know when when the other shows that you hear from from final fantasy 14 creators seem to be trying to Either err on the side of caution or just ridiculously praising the game that hasn't earned it. I think that, you know, I end up I end up looking at Limit Break Radio as an opportunity to kind of offset that attitude a little bit. And so, yeah, if we seem a little bit more cynical than other shows, I mean, first of all, look, we 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 proved today with the video we have a willingness to talk about stuff that other shows do not. Um, you know, I I don't Not know. Not to mention, we got pretty excited for what we saw in the video. Exactly. Like, when we get excited, we'll actually be excited. This is the that, first time we've been excited in a long time. That was the kind of the point that I was working towards. You're is, welcome. Is that 
is that when we do bring out excitement, you know that it's genuine. You know that it's real because we're being real with you about how we feel about stuff. Like, yeah, we do. You know, we do try to guide discussions so that, you know, there is representations on both sides. And I know that we do tend to get kind of cynical about this this game as well. But when there is stuff out there that does deserve to be praised or that is interesting, we generally go out of our way to highlight it and we go out of our way to talk about it. We talked about it with the uh, the the leaked zone dats today. We'll do it again next week with limit breaking music. That's always a segment that gets a lot of positivity from us because the community just makes ridiculously awesome uh, content when it comes to, uh, to to the music side. I, I mean, for as much talent as Soken has, y- you guys who are in the remix scene and uh, making you know uh, uh, cover versions of, of FF14 music, you guys are uh, doing awesome work as well, and we love the ability to be able to highlight that. So, um, you know, uh, we, we do want to give praise where praise is due, but that's the thing, is that if if your if your show is only all praise you don't know what you can trust like when when some when the the game actually does do something well and you're not excusing what it does poorly then you don't know when the praise is genuine at least with us you know when we're legitimately hyped or excited off of something and i think that i don't know I think that means something. Whether you do or not, that's up to you. Uh, again, thank you to all of our callers today. Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. If, uh, if you want to help support the show and make sure that the show continues and uh, help support our other properties. Again, um, y- you know, Final Encountercast is done because of your support. And, uh, you know, we got the opportunity with Checkpoint Radio uh, to be able to launch that show because of your support. So we can't thank you enough. And if you want to join the LB Army, patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio is where you can go do that. Uh, also, uh, coming up after this show wraps up checkpoint radio will be live kooky will be hosting it you can also check it out over on our shoutcast server if you want um we've we've got an awesome show this week and uh we you know we talked to uh the esports integrity coalition um commissioner ian smith as well as uh, a whole bunch of other interesting segments that's two uh, two more hours of gaming talk from us here at uh Limit Break Radio. So uh, if you want to stick around for that or head on over to CheckpointRadio.com and subscribe to the official Checkpoint podcast. We did not get to uh, fan fictions. Oh, it was on the schedule. Yeah, it really was. We had that was sloppy. We we had that intention, um, but uh, we had a couple of more calls that we wanted to take as well as uh, that video was uh, uh, took a little bit longer to get through than I think any of us expected. There was a lot of really good theory crafting based off of that and a lot of good discussion that I did not want to cut short. It's so. for the best, too, because a bunch of those fan fictions involve Nika and she yeah. really should be here for for those reasons because there's one truth. that pairs her with Skuro. 
That's fair. And she needs to be here to experience that. That's fair. We need, yeah. I mean, uh, half of the fun of that segment is uh, making Nika uncomfortable with it. So, (laughs) Uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate you joining us here for the show today. Again, thank you to everyone who called and everyone who emailed hosts at limitbreakradio.com if you want to send us emails. Stay tuned. Checkpoint Radio is coming up next live here on twitch.tv slash limitbreakradio. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you go send us some iTunes love and uh, leave a review of the show. That's going to be it. I want to thank my crew, Kooky Persona, who's been answering phones, as well as my in-studio crew, Escalia Rayumasa, Juxtaposition, Kyle Landis. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Satori Komeji, Dark Flux, Null Packet, Shira Hartslot, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.